Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Welcome to the monthly comics cast for December, brought to you by the New England Society of Geeks. And that means I, of course, am Derek, and I have with me the cosmic comic guru. I still have trouble saying that. Dario. Hey, and, and it's a Christmas miracle, folks, because we have an old friend visiting us, and that is the world's greatest sidekick. But you thought I forgot that. Paul. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, guys? <laughs> so, nice to have you, Paul. We missed you. Yep. Thank you. Thank nice you. to have you visit. So, let's talk some comics. The first thing we're going to do is start off with a couple of reviews. We don't have a lot of reviews this month, which is probably good because... End of the year. Stuff going on. <laughs> because we've done a lot of reviews in the past. Yeah, end of the year, and end we're all year. getting caught up on older stuff that we've had piled up. So, so I'll just yeah. do a couple of quick reviews, and Dario has nothing. So sad. And and Paul has a couple as well. So I'll start off. And my first review, which will be good because we're going to be talking about some of this stuff. Uh, my first review is the new X-Force book. Have either of you read the new X-Force? No, that's one of the, I think X-Force and Fallen Angels are probably the two I haven't read yet. Yeah, there's my other oh, and Excalibur. I haven't read Excalibur yet either. Eh, well, I did a review of Excalibur yeah, last month. I remember, yep. It was, eh, Anyway, give it a chance. I did. I read an issue. X Force is written by Benjamin Percy and drawn by Joshua Kassara. Uh, Who puts out this fabulous comic? It's Marvel. Who do you think it is? I'm just asking. <laughs> it's X Men. What do you? <laughs> um, and Dean White is the color artist. The letterer is VC Joe Caramagna who is a friend of one of the other podcasts I do, Weeby Geeks. Yep. And the design is Tom Miller. So, of course, this book takes place continuing the... Um, sorry. The aftermath of House and Powers of I X. I feel a sneeze coming on. Isn't it tight? Let's go. Anyway. Let's go. Two. Ah. Yeah, I've never gone. <laughs> Just like the most, he's doing, the most latest he's doing sneeze in the world. Side effects. Pew, pew. um so x-force continues on from the house of x powers of 10 books um the dawn of x stuff the new x-men stuff and um it is a team this is kind of the x-men's like version of the cia Mm -hmm. the mutant cia and the team is made up of beast of course wolverine black tom cassidy which is interesting Mm -hmm. kitty pride when she's not out on the seven sailing the seven seas, Jean Grey, Sage, Professor X, Healer, and Domino. Well, I'm not really familiar with Healer, but obviously he's a healer. So, what the hell is that noise? That's your cat. Oh, cat? cat's eating. <laughs> um, I'm not sure quite how I feel about the artwork in this book. It's not bad, but it's not exactly. 
don't know, like some 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 panels it looks really good and other panels it doesn't. Um but it's really interesting because it's like I said, it's just they're building up their CIA team. So it introduces kind of the different characters and stuff. And then at one point the mutant island nation of Krakoa gets invaded uh by some humans. And uh basically I'm just going to give us a short, quick review. Basically, they invade and they kill Professor X. Yeah, somebody was telling me the other day that I should read this book because I had brought up, like, what would happen if you killed one of the core five right. that can resurrect people. Mm-hmm. Professor X is part of those core five. Yeah. So, but they have redundancies season, they have backups. This whole right. thing that they got going on. So, but. oh, yeah. And it also has Quentin Quiet on the team. Yeah, but, he's, um, he's one of the phoenixes, right? He's the kid with the mohawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is some. This is one of the books I really was looking forward to, and um, I like it. It's pretty good as the first issue. Kind of starts piecing everything together. Has a nice big cliffhanger at the end. I'll let you take a look at that. And um, I would say overall, the uh, using our Infinity Stone gauge, uh, I'll go with a. Uh, I'll go with a four stones. Four stones for this book. Four stones. It's pretty. Um, it's kind of pretty standard, but it's good. You know, it's uh, it sets up some good things. And I'm is the big thing in that the big re- kind of reveal thing in that is that is that um, Professor X gets killed by the humans. That the humans find their way to Krakoa. Yeah, like I know Krakoa exists kind of in the Pacific and the Atlantic oceans. I think right. there's an island on both on both oceans. Yeah, I and, think so. Yeah. And so I, we all we already know that that Kitty can sail there, right? But mostly everybody lives in Krakoa once they go through the gates. Yeah. Yeah. So was that Professor X just kind of milling around on the beach? Something like that. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it's been a while since I read this. So my next book is, of course, um, another continuation, and that is Fallen Angels. Before you jump into that, so uh. you said. You said uh, Sebastian Shaw was on that? No, not Sebastian Shaw. Black Tom Cassidy was on yeah. that team? Was on X4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember. He has a position, like, in the mutant hierarchy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. Do you remember what it was? That's what I'm actually trying to look at. I don't remember exactly what it was. No problem. You can't remember it. Well, when we talk, we do the overall talk by that time off. But he's it. kind so, of... Sebastian Shaw sits on the council. Long. Yeah, I know. Not him. Yeah. I'm talking about... Uh, Black Tom Cassidy. Black Tom is kind of a oh oh he's in charge of the he's in charge of the oh no that's Sebastian Shaw he's in charge of the black market no Black Tom is kind of like a liaison for the island for Krakoa yeah the actual mutant Krakoa like he communicates with them and such I thought how safer does that but Douglas did that yes he does but but like Tom Tom is is like. I don't know how to describe it exactly, but um, he's kind of like the guard, I guess. Okay, that makes sense. Like, like, like Cipher communicates with Krakoa, but Black Tom is like the watchdog, I guess you could say. Okay. So if something's going on, then then Krakoa will tell him, or Professor X will tell him. Yeah. All right. Anything else to talk about on Sorry. that one? Sorry. <laughs> I probably have a bunch of questions, but we'll make it part of the overall discussion. All right. So Fallen Angels is not exactly the book I thought it was, um, because I thought it was about Psylocke, but it's not actually about Psylocke. 
it's actually about uh um well she's calling herself Psylocke now because Psylocke is in Excalibur Captain. as Captain Britain. So Psylocke in here is actually what's her name? Quanon Quanon the body that Psylocke took over. Oh okay. You know remember? Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Yep. The Asian woman. Yes, the Asian woman. Yeah. I think Quanin or something like that, whatever her name is. Anyway, she's calling herself Psylocke now since Psylocke is Captain Britain. So this is kind of her story. Um, and as such, she's trying to figure out who she is now. Um, so she she discussed, oh, before I do that, I should talk about the creative team. It is written by Brian Hill. Uh, artist is Simon Kudransky. Colors by Frank Darmada. Letterer is Joe Sabino. And of course, the design, as always, with all these books, is Tom Muller. So basically, Quanon is trying to find out who she is now that she has her body back from mm-hmm. Psylocke. So she, you know, she wants to she wants to uh find these things out. So she tries to get permission for Magneto to leave the island and all this stuff, and you know. <laughs> It's been a while since I read this. I don't remember every detail about it. Could I ask, did did Psylocke and uh, Betsy Braddock separate before this whole thing happened? Mm -hmm. What happened to her brain? Like when, 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 so Psylocke, Betsy Braddock took over her Mm -hmm. body. So I, not, even though I read comics Mm. back then, I always thought she just magically became this woman. Right. Yeah. Um, I never quite knew that either. So has she just been kind of floating in the ether? She's just re-inhabits her body again now? So it's like she was dead, but she's not dead anymore. Yes, basically. Mm -hmm. Which is why she's kind of having an existential crisis. So she starts going through all these things, talking to people. She talks to Magneto. Magneto Mm -hmm. tells her to go see Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister goes and he, go talk to Apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, he starts off comes with, to perfect Wait a minute, he's dead. <laughs> he goes, go talk to Magneto. She says, I did already. And he's like, oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> so she decides to try to find out who she is. And she's joined by Cable and X-23, two characters who we weren't sure about until this point. It's the younger Cable from. Yeah. I like X-23 like a lot. X-Men. I love X-23. Yeah. Well, Cable became young again in the last in the very last X Men event prior to this. Well, he didn't um, really become young. What happened is the younger again. version of Cable traveled through so time, hate time and killed the older version of Cable. I so hate time. I know, right? Yeah, you would think that if you go back so many times, it's gonna break. Oh, but oh, he that went forward, so it's okay. <laughs> that happened in uh in the in the uh the Ultron agenda, remember? When mm-hmm. yeah. when Wolverine traveled one like he just was yeah, like, Let's just do one time. more thing. Oh <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, I screwed it up. Um so it looks like this whole story is gonna be about her trying to figure out who she is. So Okay, well it's not bad. It's not bad. Mm, I don't know if I want to continue reading it. I I give it a I'll go with a three on this one. So in the overall like it seems like from what I've read that every book kind of focuses on an aspect of them still building their nation. Yes. This doesn't do any of that. This just focuses on the misfits, right? Is that what it is doing? Kind of, yeah. There she is. It doesn't even look like uh, Psylocke. It's not. <laughs> just some random other character. And the artwork's, the artwork's decent in that book. Yeah. 
but I don't know. I don't know if I care enough to continue. Now, next up, I have, we're going to leave the X-Men universe. And I have, I read, I wasn't sure if I was going to read this or not, but I I read it was pretty good. So that is The Amazing Mary Jane. Yep, I read that. Did you? I read issue one. All right. I have, so I have issue one, so we can talk about it. Did you read this? No. 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 Dude, I'm like, once. If I'm behind. <laughs> the only reason I read this is because it's a number one one, because I'm behind too. So actually I like this. They kind of did the credits page as a post is like a movie poster kind of. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. So this is written by Leah Williams, uh art by Carlos Gomez. Um color is Carlos Lopez. Joe Caramanga again doing the letters. And and this is, this is a story about Mary Jane, in case you couldn't figure that out. She went out to California to work on a movie, a superhero movie. And in this movie, she plays a superhero. And um, she's fighting, interestingly enough, a bunch of, of uh, versions of Spider-Man villains. It's actually a Spider-Man movie she's working on, and she's part of it. Is it a Spider-Man movie? It is a Spider-Man movie. Okay. Because they have here an actor trying to play Spider-Man and not doing a great job of it. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I remember she was on a movie set. Yes. And um, she's not happy with the way her character is being portrayed. So she goes to talk to the director about it, who's supposed to be like this amazing director that, you know, you just do what he says because he's such a great director. Mm Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that the director, spoiler alert, is Mysterio. And he's trying to make a movie to kind of... uh, He's really just trying to make a movie. To improve his image. Yeah, he's trying to make a movie to improve his image. Right. He's... He, like when Mary Jane finds out, she's like, I'm going to I'm gonna report you. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm just legit making trying to movie. make a movie. Yes. He goes, but I know since everyone knows I'm Mysterio, they wouldn't they let wouldn't me make a movie. Me, they so wouldn't let me do it. Instead, I have procured this person's identity. And she's <laughs> like, well, that's a crime right there. He's like, well, let's, let's don't think about that. He's fine. <laughs> so apparently the, the director he's pretending to be is actually okay. And he's yes. also employing... Uh, other supervillains that are trying to reform because yes. Mary Jane's like, I figured it was weird that you have like the freaking wrecking crew working on your <laughs> working on your set. Yeah. Yeah, as grips and yeah. and and and, the, and 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 then obviously they, they make jokes about about uh union and all this stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, and at the end you see um the vulture, he's kind of create put together his own crew. Yeah. So uh, basically Mary Jane uh, decides that she is going to continue to go through with this. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, well, I can see your point that you're trying to reform and all this stuff. But she had some, um, she's blackmailing him kind of. Yeah. For a better part too. I think yes. oh, to change yep. her role because you don't like the way her role yes, was Yes, That's written. what it was. Yep. And it's funny when the, when uh, Mysterio as a director is kind of giving his, uh, direction to people he's doing it as a director and then when things don't go his way he reverts to a supervillain yes. and starts barking orders at people like he's a supervillain and threatening, <laughs> yeah, them. threatening them he's like oh wait 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 i can't do that so uh it's neat and 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 then obviously other other villains know what's going on so they're trying to stop him so right. i think that's what the whole point of this basically yeah I don't know. Is again, I don't know if this is a mini series or it's a mini series. It is a mini series. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like it. I like the artwork. Yeah, the that's great. Fun. Yep. The story's fun. Mm-hmm. 
it's exactly what I, it's exactly the kind of thing I like about the Spider-Man uh, universe. Yeah. And her character needs more attention anyway. Yes. So. Yeah. I love Mary Jean. <laughs> yeah. They're doing a, uh, I don't know how, how they're doing it, but they're doing a, a Gwen Stacy book also. Yeah. And it looks like, looks like seventies Gwen Stacy. Yeah. You know, yeah. With the miniskirt, high boots and the, right. and the hair beret. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know how, you know, if it's a story in the past or if it's maybe another clone, who knows? Cause they, every time they deal with her in the I, mainstream I know, yeah, Marvel some, universe, yeah. it's, clone, yeah, it's clones and clone. clones. But that's supposed to be coming up. But this book is right up my alley. Um, it's the kind of book I was uh, definitely um, enjoying. Mm-hmm. I'll go with a five. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good break, too, from Spider-Man's been kind of leaning towards more Spider-Man title epics. Yeah. Something that that, that, that kind of dips into all the Spider-Man family. Right. And this is just kind of a thing. Yeah. Which is good. It's a nice little quiet yeah. side thing. Yeah. Have you, did you continue with the 2099 stuff? Yeah. The only thing I haven't read yet is Omega. That's why I've read everything so far. And, and I'll tell you, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. All they're of it? All, uh, they're all one shots. I didn't read Punisher. What else did I not read? I think there's one other one I haven't read, but I've read, I'm pretty sure I've read everything except for Punisher and Omega because I forgot about Omega. The Doom one was really fun. Mm. Um, the, uh, the Doom one starts with this guy like appearing and he's got scars on his face and he's kind of in tattered clothes and he's doesn't remember what's going on and he's in a desert or a wait he's in the ravage remember i talked about the ravage yes he's yeah. in the ravage which is an area where technology doesn't really work very well and that's why all the thorites and stuff live there so right he kind of kind of goes on a quest of trying to remember who he is and eventually remembers that he's victor von doom and that he's been teleported to the future so he's now in the future so he goes and he goes and finds a way to, to rebuild his armor in a, in, a, in a land where technology doesn't work anymore he finds a way to build like uh, a, a doom reactor you know in an area where technology isn't supposed to work anymore he goes to he goes to where this other guy who's claiming to be dr doom is and you know he's rebuilt his armor he gets in a fight with some Thorites and he kills them, and that's going to be important in the flashback. Um, he starts remembering encountering Reed Richards and all the heroes coming after him, and it, it led to a fight with a time platform, and they both got teleported in time. Of course. Right? Because it's always a time platform. Right. I and love then, the time platform. So when he goes and confronts so- Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom knew he was coming. He's like, I remember this, this whole thing playing out. Because oh, yeah. he's been there. For, the, the, the 2099 Doom has been here for a while, and you know has memories and stuff like that. And then, so they get in a big fight. The Doom that appeared uses the trigger word that because he thought he was a Doombot, so he uses the trigger word to disable the Doombot. And since twenty ninety nine Doom is not a Doombot, mm. it didn't work. <laughs> and so they get in a fight, and he rips off the 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 mask of the Doom that had just recently appeared. And we find out that the guy who appeared was Reed Richards, who was oh. all whack job crazy because of the fight that he got in with Dr. Doom and when he got huh. teleported to the future his face got all scarred and for some reason he thought he was Doom. Oh wow. So and then they show <laughs> they flash back to the fight he was having with the Thorites in the desert and he was stretching for a hammer that was just out of his reach. And we all think as readers that he had just reached it. But then they show the scene where his arm stretches and he grabs the hammer. Oh yeah. The- Smashes the guy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so and then so 
Doom 2099 defeats the messed up Reed Richards and throws him off of Laveria, which is now floating high in the sky. Mm. And that's where we find out that the Ravage, this whole desolate wasteland, is Latveria that got that got destroyed from a combination of the radiation of the time platform and the United Nations nuking his country. Ah. So the the time platform is one of the best Marvel things. Ever. It is. It's so, it's so, like, if you really think so about Kirby. it, it's a time platform. You're like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but it's so awesome. It's not it's a just, machine. Yeah. It's the time platform. It's just a platform. <laughs> I love the time platform. Yeah. I love whenever they use it too, because you stand yeah. on it and it kind of raises up. Yes. Past you. And then all of a sudden you're in a different time. Cause it's a platform. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Platforms raise. Yep. Exactly. All right. Running on a treadmill. <laughs> so I like that one quite a bit. I think out of all the stuff I read so fu- so far, that was good. I liked I liked uh, Doom twenty ninety nine. I liked Conan twenty nine quite a bit. Um, I also liked the Fantastic Four twenty ninety nine as I talked about last time because it also had a, 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 a kind of a twist ending. Mm. And um, oh right, yeah. So hopefully, you know, I, I don't even know what the what the con- what the plot of this is. Like I think. The Spider-Man 2099 one was kind of trying to tell us as readers what the the point of this event is. Mm. I still don't know what it is. It's just fun. (laughs) I guess, yeah. All right, so we only have one more book to read. And uh, since I've only read one issue, and Paul has read two issues, I've only read one issue. issue. All right, well, anyway, since you're the guest, I'll let you handle this one. How will I just weigh in? I'll give my (laughs) push. Good. This is your show, buddy. Uh, all right, so sidekick, yeah, uh, hero ish, <laughs> ish, yeah. All right, so next, our final review of the evening is going to be Morbius, the living vampire. Well, how can he be a vampire if he's living? Well, technically, you know, he, if he drinks blood, then it's, that would make, I guess, I don't know. And who names their kid Morbius? Well, Sorry, you know, it was, it was, it was, there was a lot of drugs involved, you know, it was when he was created. So <laughs> it was the seventies. It was the seventies. I got a costume with an open shirt that goes all the way down to my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> Which Dead man? Still wears. What's that? Dead man? Dead man. Yeah. Dead man. <laughs> Dead man doesn't go all the way to his belly button. No, actually, yeah, it does, doesn't no, it? No, I think it goes to his stern. Yeah, his stern, I mean. So. First concept of Nightwing outfit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nightwing's disco outfit. Yeah. Maybe that's why I've never liked Nightwing. Crickets. I tell you to get out, but it's your house. I know. I did, too. That's why I just said crickets. You and I were just like, whatever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Though I'm not really liking the story right now. Ever since he got shot. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't liked the storyline ever since Nightwing's first appearance. <sighs> And where was that? I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Nor do I care. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> no. Teen Titans annual. What number? Three. Nightwing, Nightwing's okay. New Teen Titans. Oh, you corrected me. That's right. New Teen Titans. Night, Nightwing's all right as a, as a comic, Batman side character. Guru thing. Statler uh. show crack. <laughs> As long as Batman, you know, as long as Nightwing's, you know, a side character in a Batman book, he's okay. Wow. So anyway, Morbius. You are such a Jason Todd right now. Oh, I really don't like Jason Todd. Uh, 
So I guess this is going to be who who does this is the only, the cover's the only place that I see any Oh, you're looking for the creative team? Yeah. Oh, you got the same cover as me. Yeah. If it's not in the back page or the it is not. front page. All right, so Morbius the Living Vampire, I'm going to assume, is written by Vita Ayala. Ayala. Uh, drawn by Marcello Ferreira. I apologize. I'm probably butchering all these names. And uh, colors, I'm guessing, by Roberto Poggi. Oh, that might be. What page is it? Try the last. I didn't see it. All right. So, writer is Vita Ayala. Mar- Marcelo Ferrar- Ferreira. Pencils. Roberto Poggi. Inker. Dono Sanchez Almara. Colorist. And letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. I'm seeing a pattern here. Mm-hmm. I might also add that this book, if you look on the corner, it says Marvel Entertainment proudly presents. Morbius, the living vampire. So, <clears throat> could this possibly be a tie-in to the upcoming Morbius movie? Uh, wasn't that a Fox? Sony. Property before Marvel bought it out? Sony. Oh, Sony? Sony. Yeah. Yes, the up- and that's why there's an upcoming movie starring Jared Leto. I yeah. I saw a few years, maybe a few years ago, a few, a few months back, there was a Jared Leto leaked a uh, scene that he did on his Twitter account. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that, yeah. Where he was, he just kind of like rose up into the air. Yeah. Whatever, it could be good. I it can be good. I can take him more as Morbius than as the Joker. He was terrible as a Joker. He I don't even want to talk about horrendous. it. Horrendous. Yeah. Was it, was it, was oh, a, suicide Squad? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, he was awful. So, <sighs> this is a book about Morbius. Uh, starts out with a big battle where Morbius is killing a bunch of bad guys. He's trying to cure himself, as always. As always. I don't know how much he's trying to cure himself this time, but... (laughs) Uh, The artwork's decent for a horror-esque book, Morbius. So, for people who don't know who Morbius is, he's a human who who injected himself with... A serum with a, with a vampire bat serum that he and created in an attempt to cure disease. his rare blood disease, and somehow transformed him into a living vampire, which is why he's called Morbius, the living vampire. His oh, that's is, why his skin is pale. <laughs> somehow his bones became hollow, and he could float in the air. And this is true; it's in the yeah. it's in the encyclopedia. Yeah, um, his I nose got pushed up as a character. He had a cool I do, goatee. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Did you like him because he was He's, a good character, or because va- everyone likes vampires in a pretty cool costume? I liked him as 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 a character because <laughs> he's trying to. He knew he screwed up. He didn't want to stay like this. And he was trying to find a way back to what to his former self. Right, right. He never. He doesn't want to feast on the blood of the living. Right. Although he does. He's not Blade. It's not like, like right. Blade doesn't feast on the living unless somehow he's forced to. Right. But, I mean, Morbius, I think, does. Because um, he can't fight the urge. But he, he first came out as um, a villain for, yeah. for Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. But he's the type of villain where... Spider-Man 100. He's not just, you know, he's not just a vampire that Spider-Man's fighting. He's actual, he's got an actual story. Mm-hmm. In, he, in, in a conflict. Mm-hmm. I, don't know if it, I don't know if this just 90 Spider-Man cartoon. But wasn't he... 
with the black cat, Alicia Hardy. With her? He, like a prom date? Not a prom date, <laughs> but he, it was like a love interest. Maybe. I mean, that was probably on the cartoon. I don't know if that doing, ever happened in the comic. He was doing, trying to go up against Peter Parker okay. for, you know what I'm saying? That yeah, m- maybe. That I mean, might have just been the cartoon. That, yeah, I don't remember. That, I don't remember. Well, didn't, didn't Black Cat come in later? Yeah, Black Cat came in much later. After she was Morbius. a 80s creation, and Morbius was a 70s, 70s creation. Like right, yeah. yeah. So had to admit in the comic. I mean, in the cartoon. So as we open in this comic here, he's flying around fighting humans, right? Yeah. He is attacking a group of thugs run by... Please say Hydra. Please say Hydra. Please say Hydra. Not Hydra. Aim. Not Aim. Hammer. Not... These are just common thugs, not. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the next one he's gonna shout out his shield. Who is this guy? I can't remember who he is. Baron Zemo. The beans. Melter. Oh, the Melter. The Melter. Oh, the Melter. I would never have guessed. Never have guessed. <laughs> the dude has a melting beam on his belt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If I'm gonna put something that powerful. <laughs> I would not put it so close to my junk. <laughs> so anyway, he attacks his group and he fights them. He 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 eats a few of them and and then uh a woman appears and very Van Helsing like in front of the melter, this woman here, and she says she too wants Morbius dead, just that- like the melter. Is that Elsa Bloodstone? They say it's Elsa Bloodstone. It doesn't, I, it doesn't say. She should have a giant gemstone on her chest. And of course, we can't see her chest right. because she's wearing a. But that was my first thought when I turned the page. I was like, Elsa Bloodstone. So it might be or it might not be. It's hard to say. Yeah. I'm leaning towards it might be. Although. Maybe it's Lady Blade and that'll be her name. Yeah, maybe. Her name would be Lady Blade. <laughs> she looks a little harsh in this particular drawing, but. If you're going to fight vampires, you're going to be harsh. <laughs> anyway. It's a rough job. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Maybe yeah. it's Lucy Van Helsing. But doesn't there Maybe. seem Lucy Van Helsing? Lucy Van Helsing in this blonde, too. Maybe Is she in the either. comics, too? Huh? Is she in the comics, also? Is yeah. she in Marvel? Yeah. So She did a lot of um, issues of Tomb of Dracula. Oh, so when, um, in the magazine? When... um. Oh, Gene Colin did it. Yeah, okay. She was mentioned in the very beginning. I know yeah. what you're talking about because I read those. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. I guess. Um, we'll that would be cool if it was. Isn't there a scene in there where he injects himself with something and his teeth fall out? Mm-hmm. Come on. His teeth fall out. <laughs> is he really cured? Is my question. Well, the reason no. why. The reason why oh, it's not- worse. It gets worse. Oh, it gets worse. That's what happens when you inject yourself. He's lucky he didn't grow four arms like Spider-Man did. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. And that was the same that's no, another that storyline story. that we're going to take on. That was yeah, the same it looks story. Like, looks like he loses his eyes for a second there. See? Don't inject your stuff with things that the melt is using. <laughs> if you learn one thing from comics, it's don't inject yourself with things. Don't trust a melter. Don't trust the melter. You got a 50-50 shot. You either become a big, powerful superhero or, you know. Well, I highly you, doubt the melter is even a scientist. You poke your eyes. I know. I, I don't think he is. <laughs> the reason why you stopped trying to stop the thugs was they were going after all the, the injection or whatever, and he wanted it for himself. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? What are your thoughts on the book? I loved it. 
Did you? I did. It's very, very rare that something could keep my attention, you know, long halfway through if I don't like the artwork or the story. If I think the story is lame, yeah, I toss it in the corner. Like, uh, so you must have a whole pile of Nightwing books, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you keep it up, you ain't getting your Christmas presents. The Melter was an industri- industrialist who specializes in providing munitions to the United States government. It's great to have novels who's who. Yeah, I know, right? Look it up. So, how I many? I don't how, think he's a scientist. How many Infinity Stones are you going to give Morbius the Living Vampire? Only five. That's epic. That's epic. That's pretty I like damn, it. I mean, there's not that much. There's not many books out there. I don't. I don't want to single out Marvel, DC, but yeah, out there. For me, the first issue, I haven't read the second issue yet. The first issue was a little standard. I'm going to go with a four. But I like Morbius, so. I like Morbius. I, like I, bought, it. I, I bought it, and I couldn't finish the issue, which is why I didn't be part, I wasn't part of this review. <laughs> it was so, a fast. two? Uh, no, I had to give it a three. I give three. it a three. Because I, like, I also like I Morbius. I thought it was a fast-paced type. The panels were, you know. It, it was, but it's also kind of a. Okay, Morbius goes in and attacks people, so it's a first issue. So I also think the second I saw the Melter, I stopped reading. <laughs> so the Melter's <laughs> abilities, the Melter's abilities are extensive knowledge of weapons and, mus- and munitions. That's the second panel. <laughs> also, he is so I stopped pretty quickly. Also, he has the ability to melt to melt iron in almost all types of substances that can via melt. A well, melting device. <laughs> I guess he ain't going up against Iron Man. How is he? No, he did. I'm kidding. Him and uh, I'm kidding. Him and the unicorn were good buddies. I'm unicorn. Unicorn had a beam that came out of his head. But anyway, I forget how many issues this is going to be. Probably four or five issues. Probably four or five. Yeah. He said ongoing. Ongoing. Who said ongoing? You did. Lied. No, I'm pretty sure it's a mini series. Yeah, it's gonna be. So, uh, I might keep reading some more. Oh no, that the description that we had about ongoing was. The Excalibur and all those ones. Um, I I like Morbius a lot, so I might might stick with it, see how it goes. There you go. Three stones from Dario. Three. I mean, I would like to see it go with more 70 characters. That I would like. I would like to see them bring back Man-Wolf. They have. Man-Wolf is in, um, what team book is that? Was it the, was it it the something force? It's something force. Strike Force? Strike Force. Is he in Strike Force? Or Agents of Wakanda? They're in Agents of Wakanda. He's on Agents of Wakanda. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, Strike Force is Blade and Spider-Woman and Ugh. a few other guys. Yeah. So, you know what? All the people we want to read are, are scattered. Like, Damien Hellstrom is in Savage Avengers. Mm. Ghost Rider is Rolling Hell for some reason. Mm. That's not bad. That book, Ghost Rider, I've been reading Ghost Rider. I like that. It's on issue two already. Yeah. Or is it on issue three? Oh, I was going to review it. I told it's coming out this week. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. But I would like to see, like, Man Wolf versus Morbius. It could happen. Now that I'm using using my Marvel Marvel app more where I can read all the old stuff, I'm going to go back and reread Spirits of Vengeance. Is that the Unlimited? Yeah. I've I've subscribed to it for like the last two years, and I've been using it to read really old Marvel stuff that Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend the big bucks to get. Right. What did you think of that? Spirit of Vengeance. Good stuff. Yeah, I want to reread that. I love it. Is that still going? No, no, no. No, I want to read the old stuff. The old stuff. Oh, the old stuff. Yeah. 
But the new stuff, did you read the latest Fierce of Vengeance? They had Hellstorm and they had Santana. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Ghost Rider. Oh, and I, I must have missed that one. Or if, I like, did, if, I did, if I did, it didn't stick a with mini? me. It was a mini. It was it's a like mini, four yeah. or five. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it was good, it, yeah. It would have kept going. Yeah. All right, so there you go. So Morbius, a three from Dario, a four from me, and the world's greatest sidekick gives it a five. Excellent. Yeah, you know, it's uh, he's we'll let him have it since he's you know we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that <laughs> that's gonna that's, mm-hmm. gonna that's gonna do it for our reviews. Uh, some short reviews this week, but hey, you know, we've been busy. So now, uh. The, yeah, you try rap this present flipping a page. I did. Sure, yeah, no. <laughs> you can I wrap my Christmas presents with the Nightwing comics that people give me. Oh. This is it. <laughs> this is it. Did you guys see the uh the Hellboy wrapping paper that we had at the store? No. It's some really cool Hellboy wrapping paper really? at the store, yeah. Nice. All right, so what's next on our list? All right, you guys wanted to talk about the powers the endings to powers of to House of X and Powers of Ten. Yeah. So I'd been sitting on this and I hadn't been caught Which, up. Which, by the way, I've already reviewed in a previous episode, but you that's have. okay. Yeah. And I, I felt like I, I could never get caught up on it because because Hickman's writing is so epic. And the dense. Scale is, and the scale is very big. Yes. yes. And very tense. Yes. So it is. Yes. Over the past few weeks, I've been reading it and my mind is just. Fried? No, not fried, but I just. I, I'm reminded of how good of a writer he is. Yes. It's, it's, it's not, his stuff is not casually read. No. And, you know, put aside stuff. It's, I can also see his long-term plan. I mean, yes. Yeah. To me, the hardest part of the storyline was following the stuff that was happening a million years in the future. Right. Like that was the hardest thing for me. Yeah. That me too, but you just got to stick with it because it does have a payoff. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, uh, like the whole, so, I mean, you've read the whole thing, Paul, right? Yes. All right. And you've read the whole thing, obviously. And a I while just, ago, but I, yeah. So I'll, just, try to, I'll try to see if I can remember. Well, the, for me, the most important thing that I kind of, the things I want to really touch on are the things that they talk about on these white pages where you kind of outlines. Yeah. I thought those the were the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they yeah. broke kinda, it down for you. I mm-hmm. kind of want this all collected. The yep. things I didn't really read is I didn't read all the sinister the sinister, like yeah, um, but like, it, like like rumor column that he does. Oh right, it was, yeah. I kind of skipped that. As I was reading it, I'm like, they show Moria's Mora's her timelines, timelines, right? And they never explain six till the end, till the very yes. very end, right? And they go, oh my god, it's like now it makes sense. Now this is cool. You, when you're reading it, you're like, I have no clue what's going on, <laughs> yep. but. Yeah. I'm still loving it. You can't right. put it down. Right. And then at the end, you're like, oh. So for anybody who's listening who doesn't who hasn't read this, basically they re, they redid the entire X Men universe and they're built the, the all the mutants are building a nation again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and their Krakoa is their home base, mm-hmm. the mutant island. And Xavier goes to Krakoa and puts Cipher, who can communicate with anything on this planet, and they become like a like the pair. Cipher like translates for him. Right, and the island gives them access to portals anywhere that they're fl- like cocoa flowers, yep. and it's a whole big deal. Now, the one jokey kind of a thing that I would say is that in almost every single one of these issues, um, the 
since a lot of the things are happening at the exact same time, well, I take that back. We keep seeing the same moment from different viewpoints, mm-hmm. and it's always like the big party. Yeah. Remember when they, when when Xavier and and, and, yes. and, and, yep. and, and right. Magneto like walk out, and all the mutants are having a party and yep. throwing. Right fireworks into right, the sky yeah, yeah. we yeah. see that like five times over the course of this thing <laughs> right we got yeah. to a point where all i could think of was that scene from the second matrix movie yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like do they just rave the entire yeah. time and i'm like oh it's the same moment they just keep coming back to the same right moment. yeah they, they rave until till the mute till uh till um the human step on step on the ground and they, then like everything just like stops right, yeah right <laughs> excuse me <laughs> some of the things that I, th- I found super interesting about this was the, the how they're building their government like mm-hmm. this page here talks about the quiet con- the quiet con- con- council that they the have quiet council. they've got autumn winter spring summer and krakoa yep. so and there's three people on each one so autumn is xavier magneto and apocalypse which i i think those three guys are great that's, yeah, mean, that's yeah. I mean, those are probably the three most powerful influential right. mutants on the yeah. planet. And I love, I love how, Namor. I love how Apocalypse is a part of this whole thing. Yeah, but he's still kind of got his own agenda. Well, that's the thing is that he is such a such do. a storied. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. all do. Yeah, he has such a storied history just with the island. Yes, yeah. that they reveal. So when he shows up, the island just sends birds down to him. <laughs> it's like, oh, Apocalypse is back. He's my best friend. <laughs> and then Winter is the bad guys, um, Sinister, Exodus, and Mystique. It's mm. pretty much the misfits. Yeah, that's yeah, what they say right, when they yeah. do that. Um, Exodus, I don't know much about. I know he had a big event in the 90s. So I, I, who? Exodus? I have rudimentary exodus, knowledge exodus yeah yeah exdus what am i saying this word wrong then no it's exodus. Exodus. exodus okay yeah i'm not i'm not so anyway i don't know him very much but i yeah, just know I he's either. very he's he, when you look at him you're like oh hey 90s what yeah. are you doing <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah, yeah. But isn't he isn't he another summer brother I, I don't know anything about him no no that's um you're thinking you're thinking about vulcan yes vulcan yeah okay. and he's there's a whole scene where he's cooking the steak for Wolverine and Wolverine's like, I'll take mine rare. And he's like, no, the fires of the world burn for a reason. He gives his whole big speech. It has nothing to do with cooking a steak. And Wolverine's like, yeah, so I'll take mine rare. Yeah. Let's see. And, and Vulcan just goes medium rare. And then uh, they have the Spring Council, 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 which is the Black Queen, the White Queen, and the Red King. We don't know who the Red King well, is. Well, I want to know who that's going to be. Right. Right. I mean, we, I mean, we could probably give guesses. And then... And we will be wrong. Summer probably, is Summer is Storm, Jean Grey, and... Storm, Jean Grey, and Nightcrawler. So we're talking key members of Xavier's well, yeah. team. Xavier said they're his children. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I I love Nightcrawler so much. I mean, he is one of my I favorite agree. characters. Oh, yeah. I so, love Nightcrawler. Yeah. Now, I mean, is, refresh my memory, uh, the red the red Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. is that his... He's the one from the future, right? You're right. Yeah, I have no clue. Mm, yeah, I don't know. So, I think the the people that... Yeah, actually, what's his name? Is the his people name from the future? A priest? Mm-hmm. You, are, you are talking about the ones from the far, far future, right? Right. So, Where? I think those are those are results of them... M- manipulating, you know the right. They were taking they taking some powers from, yeah. like um, Rasputin. Yeah, you had 
You had Colossus. Right. You had Kitty Pride. Yeah, and you had Magic. You had she Magic because she had the sword. Yeah. That's cool. Right. But that's, it's cool, and it's like in the future. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, this. This these characters exist in like a million years in the future, I think, right. if, if I remember right. Okay. What, what blew so, my mind was the five. Well, I don't know if I remember what the five was. They're the ones that. Were they the future people the resurrect still? The resurrection. Oh, yeah. So the five people that can resurrect everybody. So we'll talk about that. In oh, a minute. yeah. So Exodus, oh man, uh, Exodus was created by Scott Lobdell and Joe Casada. He first appeared in X Factor number ninety-two. Guess what year? Nineteen ninety-two. Close. Nineteen ninety-three. Okay. So he's definitely nineties, and he's one of those type. Those he's been transformed by Apocalypse, and he's one of those types of characters that have been around since the beginning of time. <laughs> Not quite the beginning of time, but yeah, a long time. So he's one of those, basically one of those 90s. Mm-hmm. He was an acolyte for a while. And you know, mentioning, who wasn't an acolyte? Yeah. yeah no mentioning, <laughs> mentioning Apocalypse reminds me that, remember how he said he had such a connected history with the Krakoa? Yes. Um, they, they also kind of really solidify the reason why Apocalypse has his horsemen. He created the horseman to fight back that thing that divided Krakoa because Krakoa wasn't Krakoa. He was a different name mm. and he got divided in two. Right. Okay. So he became two islands. And I don't remember what happened to the other one, but Krakoa was the. Was Isn't the, that in the thing here? They mentioned it in here somewhere. I just haven't quite found it yet. And so on the Quiet Council, there's the Summers, which I said, and then the last one is Cypher and Krakoa. And then I also like the fact that they have the captains, and the captains are to be followed in the field of battle, right? And supposed to be have their word taken as if it is directly from the leaders. And it's Cyclops, Gorgon, who is a great is a great pick, mm. Bishop, and Magic. So those are the great captains. Gorgon, that's from the Inhumans. No, Gorgon is the is the uh, the Asian guy. I think he's blind. Is he blind? Or he's uh... y- yes, yeah, yes. Um, there is obviously an Inhuman. Oregon, but this is a different one. Yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a Wolverine bad guy, I think. Yes, and he's also like a, like a hand slash Daredevil bad guy. Yes, and yeah, and he was recently big the big bad guy in something I can't remember what now. Anyway, so they established this council um, after they've been obviously they've been given sovereignty as a nation by the United Nations. I think he was it. Gorgon was running Leviathan for a while. Yeah, I'm so wrapped up in DC's Leviathan. I I'm sure you yeah. are. Um, but they decide, the first thing they need to do is set their laws, and they create their laws, and one of their laws is kill no human, kill no man, right? Right. So I, I think that's going to be very difficult to follow. Oh, yeah, impossible. <laughs> well, they, yeah, well, they did that. They did that so they could make an example out of the same with you. Yes, it was, right. It was no mutant shall kill no man. No human. Well, yeah. They, they, first, they were like, the first, they were like, we should make a rule that you can't kill mutants. And then somebody's like, one. I think one of the villains is like, does, does it even matter because we are, we can't be killed now because we have the we have the five, which right. are the mutants that can resurrect everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Resurrect. So we can't Nobody die. Can die. Right. Right. So it's not a crime. You can, we can die whenever, basically whenever. Right. Uh, the, I think it becomes a crime if you kill somebody in such a way as they can't be resurrected by the right. five. Right. So if you kill a human, then. So then they're like, okay, so we need to worry about what can we kill? We can kill humans. Right. So don't kill the humans. Right. But then they say at some point, they're like, what if we're in a state of warfare? And they're like, well, that's a whole other level. Right. Because if we're in war, then obviously defense 
Right. Right. Stuff. You got it. Yeah. The defensive. Right. That changes Crayola. everything. Yeah. Uh, Crayola. Crayola. Oh, Crayola. And then, uh, <laughs> Shut up. And then. <laughs> And then the last, oh, so the three, I forgot the, I forgot the, the first rule, the first law is make more mutants. And oh, that was, right. And that was, and that was Nightcrawler's idea. He's like, let's yep. have sex. <laughs> let's have kids. Yep. That's Nightcrawler. The second law is murder no man. And then the third law is respect the sacred land. Right. Because they were like, well, let's talk about money and property and all that stuff. And they were like, well, we can't really talk about property on Kokoa because Kokoa is a living creature, blah, 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 blah. Right. So they were like, well, just make sure Kokoa is fine at all times. Respect right. that, that, that island, and then later on we get a map of Krakoa and where everybody's everybody's little areas are. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little neat because you can see like the little the people you would wonder how they react in this whole thing. Mm. Like Sinister's way off in his own, right? You right. know, and all the people that you're like, uh, I don't know if they're going to operate very well in this society <laughs> are on the outskirts of everything. Yeah, so, which is kind of neat. Um, and then obviously I think uh, you know. Uh, Apocalypse introducing religion or being a priest kind of is, is very interesting because mm. he's given up he's given up warfare to kind of go to that point right. Um, but as I was, which uh, this is with the with the island picture and all that. This is House of X issue six of six. There's a lot of there's a lot of good information in there. But I had this kind of revelation the other day, and I was talking to Paul. I, mean, I was talking to Derek about it at the store, and I need I need to know if I'm way off on this or not. But you know, I know it could be. You know, Mora. Hey. He is the the cosmic comic guru for a reason. You know, Mora has been has been is. living these resurrected lives over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you know how she got to a point where she was able to live to year one million, so she could find out the overall plan, mm-hmm. and that she finds out that every single time, no matter what they do, the Sentinels are created. It doesn't matter what they do, right? The Sentinels are created, and every single time, the Sentinels kill the mutants, mm-hmm. and there's nothing they could do. But she gets to year one million. And she finds that the humans have contacted the phalanx and the phalanx come to earth. And normally the phalanx don't, do not evolve like people into their, into their, into their like imperial collective that they, that they have, but they take like the tech and all that stuff. Um, But the humans somehow convince them to do that. So I got it in my head that, Mora knows that the, that that everything that they're doing now, even now with all this, even all this isn't going to work. Right. But I think that what their overall plan is is that if they could evolve their state to a point where when the phalanx shows up, they could say, "Screw the humans, take mm-hmm. us." Mm. So right. Well, they they more like they would sacrifice themselves to save the. Humans. No, I don't think the mutants would do that. I think the mutants are all, all about all about us at this <laughs> point. At this point in the game. They have tried so many times to integrate with humans and it hasn't worked. That's why Xavier's like, all right, you've shown me every life you've lived. And I know every single time this doesn't work. Mm. In fact, I read this whole thing and I'm like, freaking Xavier scares me. He's scary. Yes, yeah. He's scarier than Magneto. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. Yes. Because he's well, become like. <sighs> well, where they said, they said it in the book that finding the mutants isn't Cerebral's primary function. Yeah. It's duplicating. It's cataloging everybody. Cataloging yeah. everybody. Right. Yes, yeah. Databasing them so when they have to resurrect them, it's there. Right. I thought it was interesting, that too, because cool. at some point somebody was like, you have to update this so much because mm-hmm. because who you are now is not the Fortunate. same person you're going to be like next week. Right or or like a month from now or right. that kind of stuff, and I think he updates everything every every few months. He updates everything, 
And they yeah, talk, they talk like that, about yeah. exactly how long that takes. Like he needs something like, like I think like five days right. to do this whole, of uninterrupted mm-hmm. time. Right. To, to, and, 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 and they have like, I think they have five copies on hand just in case something happens. I think so. Yeah. yeah. They talk about the, they talk about the yeah. whole thing. Oh yeah. They get into all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all there. You got one main one and then you have four, four backups. Mm-hmm. Three, well, three backups and one for um, stuff that just comes up. Right. So as I'm reading this, I'm thinking to myself, well, before when you had done your initial review and I kind of mentally given up on going forward with this because mm-hmm. I had seen Excalibur and was like, this is so weird. I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I'm so just, iffy on the Excalibur. Uh, I, just, I, just, I just felt like, how are they going to go Gambit? How are they going to do Ugh, anything at yeah. all with this comic? Gambit, the Marvel version of Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are they going to do anything with this comic? I don't know what their what their what the overall vision is, but after reading it, I'm like, they can still do whatever they want. Yeah. So there is still a lot of a lot of room for creativity, and right. and, and and then you know, and then after this, I I dipped into Marauders, and I thought Marauders was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, like the whole pirate part of it was mm-hmm. pretty good because you could see his kitty was just fed up with it she was just like whatever if i could sail and drink and right punch yeah. people in the face yeah. fine <laughs> so be it so be it i like i like what they did after after they made their three rules i love what they did the- yeah yeah. Oh, me too. So they had to lay judgment on him mm-hmm. and they don't want it and they can't kill him because right. obviously you don't kill mutants first right. of all and and you know they resurrect so they they exile him to the center of Kokoa where he was he's his, like in a state of suspension. Yeah, he's aware of what's going on. He's going to go mad. I mean, it's torture. It's one of the, some of the worst tortures out there. But yeah. yeah. But they set, they also a little closer. They also set they also set <laughs> up you, Mike. They also set up Sabretooth as being as 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 being a problem. Yes. I mean, he 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 breaks Magneto's rules right away at the beginning. Well, that's 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 the other thing I really liked. Yeah, he had one so, job and then he went on a killing spree. Yeah, right. So but that's you, what he does. It's his nature. Right. So you got you got Apocalypse who comes in and he gives up being you know his bad bad. This is this is, this is all he's ever wanted anyway. Right. He yeah. just went about it. So he's way. happy. Yeah. And then you got Sin- even Mister Sinister comes in and he's like, "All right, well, just let me do." You know, go off yeah, in the corner. I'm going to go over here and I'm just going to make clones. Right. All so day he's long. happy. He's fine. <laughs> Mr. Sassy you know? Pants. <laughs> but then you got Sabretooth who's like, I'm going to do what I do. Right. That's it. Yep. <laughs> so, and what I do is cut people. That's right. And, and make it ugly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Wolverine can control himself. But for some mm. reason, Sabretooth can't. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are, there are characters that are going to they're gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing that they haven't even dipped in on is uh, the you know the the pharmaceutical end of it. Like I think that's mm. part of I think that's part of what when I flip through Fallen Angels they talk they talk about I think the mutant yes. drugs in there right they do yeah. Mm. So do you have does one have to read everything? I mean I think they collected House and Powers of X into a hardcover now mm-hmm. with everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that's something that people should read. Yeah right, right. yeah. But in the ongoing books. Out of all the stuff that you read, no, you don't have to read. You everything. don't have to no, read everything. No, but I, no. I feel like, I feel like you have to read X Men. Well, yeah. If you're going to read any of X Men stuff, you have to read X Men. And I kind of feel like you have to read New Mutants because it's written by Hickman. Also, mm-hmm. I think you have to read the stuff he writes. Yeah. Because I read New Mutants also, and I liked it. 
Yeah, I don't know if you have to renew mutants so much, but it, yeah, it might be helpful. Um, some of the other stuff, like the Excalibur, I would say you don't have to read unless that's how I feel too. Unless there's stuff in there that you like, like Gambit or whatever, mm. or if you've been a fan of Excalibur in the past. Well, I was, well, but those, well, those books would be like your preference, whether you want to read it or not. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, like Falling Angels. I have no interest. Yeah, no. Yeah. This, I, you don't need to read that. That's that's not a must read. I'm going to try and read it now that I know the characters are in it. I'm going yeah, to try and read it. I I like that X-23 is in it yeah. and stuff. Um, But it's, yeah, that's definitely not what I would say one, one, of, the, one of the main must reads. Mm-hmm. Marauders, I would say that's not a uh, must read, mm-hmm. but... It's it's a fun read. I think the important thing that Marauders puts forward is that there is a group of there is a group of mutants out there that are that are that are getting past all the blockades that are going up and right. finding other ways to bring mutants to right to Krakoa. So that's the point of that book. I think so. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't remember offhand. The X Force scene. I like to see where they're gonna go with that. Yes, with that with that. that yeah, I'm gonna have to read that now. I wasn't interested in reading it, secret, but Secret Service type. Yeah, I think that might be kind of an important book to read too because it's going to be, you know, that's that's that, kind of a, a strike force team, no, right? Have, that's just strike force and mutant strike force. So they don't have X Factor. No, no. I, and I don't know if they're going to because they have so many books out right now. But I know. Well, you know, one of these. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Now, uh, unless Hickman's guidelines are to keep everything going up to a certain point because he has a goal, and we know this is leading into uh, into Fantastic Four versus the X Men. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they already kind of laid the seeds for that when that, Xavier went to the Namor and said, I want you to come be part of our island. Right. And he was, was like, awesome. no. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you kidding me? <laughs> that's, that's not happening now. <laughs> um, but that does lead me to one of my two biggest questions is number one, that that'll be a little clue into how the rest of the Marvel universe interacts with what's interacts going on. or is right. affected by this. Right. So we know they're going to have a Fantastic Four. Right. We already know that the Fantastic Four doesn't like it because they show up in issue one and they're yes. they're they're like they're like we need to you know into you know be part of this and they're like, Nope. We caught we caught Sabretooth, he's coming with us, we're right, sovereign yeah. nation now. By the way, tell your son that he's welcome on our island. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I haven't seen <clears throat> I haven't seen too much I've seen a little bit of like Avengers reaction. In this book? Or interaction. I, don't think, I haven't seen it anywhere else. No, I think it was in one of the other books. Yeah. But it was just like, kind of like how it was with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. It was just like, a, oh, hey, hey, Cyclops, how's it going? I see you got a new thing going. <laughs> 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 but other than that, it was like, you know, it hasn't really. I mean, it has to be, it has to at some point become a rippling effect that happens because first of all, the the new, the, the mutants are supplying drugs that are, Right. Curing cancer, curing Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. curing right. all the stuff, and it's not a small thing; it's a huge thing. And they're like, right. "We're that was the whole their whole big pitch is that we're going to help extend human life, but it's going to cost by, you. by a lot, right?" Oh, and that was the best speech in the world. Is Xavier's like Xavier's like in the past, I would have given it to you for free, but you've right. proven over and over but again that all you want to do is kill us. Give me a hash, so guess what? <laughs> we take you, money. Now you're going to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. More than not just money, they take. Uh, with Ignatians. <laughs> yes. Now, is Namor still in war with the rest of the world? 
Um, I don't know what's don't going know. on with him, but he was he was in in, in Atlantis, and when Xavier right, talked yeah, to him, he just he just sent him away. He right. just said, get, yeah, get the hell out of here. Come back when you realize what you said. Yeah, basically, he's. And like, I don't I don't know. I know he was. There was a thing between Atlantis and Wakanda. I don't know what's going. Oh, that's on way there. past. That's that's that happened way in the past. Yeah, I but I don't that, know if it's still. Done. But if Hickman's writing it, actually, Hickman Hickman is writing this. If yeah. if Namor's involvement. And the uh, X Men Fantastic Four crossover, if it in any way involves Wakanda, you know that'll be a deal. They'll make that a big deal, right? Name our freaking flooded Wakanda. He killed a ton of people, right? Mm. Right. So my that will lead me to my other big question. But first, I will say I love all of this. Mm-hmm. I love the series. I love what Hickman was done with it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 given a shot in the arm to the X Men yep. franchise. Yeah, I'm glad I sat down and read it all. Like. Over the course of a couple of days too, which is really good. Yeah, I w- actually I should do that. Yeah, um, because I read it as it came out, so it was like you know a month. Well, no, because it, it was out weekly, every other week. Yeah, but it was the two different books, so yeah. it was, well, it all fits. Man. It was basically a weekly book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but my other question is, do you think this is too much for new readers? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It is. Yeah. So anybody is too many characters to keep track of, and too much going. Yeah, because there's still a lot of history in there. It's for the it's for for the diehard fans, right? Yeah, and, got, and, yeah. and and let's be honest, there's not a lot of new people coming into comics. I mean, people go to see yeah, the movies, true, and yeah. they come into comic stores, and maybe they'll buy a trade or a couple comics off the shelf. Yeah, but it's easy to give a, the new reader a trade with a with a contained storyline, so they can read it and digest mm-hmm. it, as opposed to jumping into this. Right, and they're gonna want to read old X Men. Mm-hmm. That's is ha- that is them running around the streets of New York mm-hmm. doing things, as opposed to what is happening here. <laughs> right, <laughs> and sales are up for X Men. Mm-hmm. And, and usually X-Men's a good book anyway, so. Yeah. When I was reading The House of Powers, I went back and read, I believe it can use, where they had the Avengers versus X-Men in the trial of Magneto. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. That was pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, this just reminded me how much I love Hickman. He just, he always blows my mind every time. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, when I when I first started reading him, it was with the Fantastic Four, and I was just like, oh, man, this is so so cosmic there's so much going on in this book <laughs> this coming from the co- the cosmic comic guru so but then cosmic, but then man. you know but then i sat down and I, and I i read a bunch of issues and i think that's part of it you need to you need to kind of read a bunch of them all at once mm. so that way you can see everything that's going on and get the full impact of it well the other thing with with hick anything that hickman does is like I said before, it's not something you just read and then yeah. toss aside. No, you got to read it a couple of times, and there's always there's always supplemental reading involved. Yeah, there's and always there's always some sort of. It seems like it's it's somewhere. weird. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The more you read it, the more you know, something else will come up later down the road that will bring you right back to point A. Right. Yeah. Say, oh, that would happen way back here. Now, what's going to happen in C? Yeah. Where's it going to happen? And. And all the stuff when you're reading it that you're like, I have no clue what is going on. Mm-hmm. It will all work out in the end. It pays off. Yeah. Yes, my tongue hurts from biting it. You're welcome. What, what were you going to say? It doesn't take that much. <laughs> Anywho. So I think that's everything I had to say about this book. I'm sure I missed a bunch of stuff. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, 
We all did. Well, just like his writing, we'll be back. We'll be back on it again later on down the road. <laughs> I'm sure. But for me, though, I think the more the, the 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 most interesting part of this is the nation building right now. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope that we get that's a good cover. Yeah. I hope that we get a good bit of stories out of this before they decide to mess it up or change it or turn it into a big event. It's probably or, at least at least a year or two. I hope so. I'm sure. Just some nice quality story. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, his Avengers run was a big deal with, like, the incursions and all the planets. Like, yes, cl- right. All, all the universes colliding and all the stuff. And it well, yeah, because it, it, it all led, led up to the it led Secret, up to Secret Wars. Wars, and then that was a whole thing. Yeah. So. But the, that's the other thing I liked about this is it was it was a small event. It wasn't, like, a big company-wide event. Yeah. It was just, just a little X-Men event that, yeah, the little corner of X Men universe and every everything else, Marvel just trudged on. Yeah, just wanted to do the, the wide ones that it hits every every mm-hmm. title. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't know. Like, oh, you got to read all these twenty books. I like, no, Ugh. no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't want to. Most of the time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Now I got to go and get the other issues I don't have. I need X Men's issues. I need X Men. Two and three, because I know at least those are out. Mm. Um, I want to try reading uh, Fallen Angels now in X Force, so I'll check those. Um, Fallen Angels, yeah. Well, we'll see. But X Force, I enjoyed. All right. So that's going to do it for our discussion on House and Powers. So now let's move on to the comic related show, Watchmen, that just recently ended on HBO. Yep. Which Paul has not seen. Oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. But you probably might not get a chance to see it anytime soon, so... Go ahead. Knock yourselves off. You okay if we have some spoilers and stuff? Go ahead. All right. So... Nine episodes total. It's only nine episodes in the whole thing. Yes. And at the moment, it's up in the air whether or not there'll be more. Another season or... I think the only way they could do more with this is if they turn it into an anthology. They would have to focus yes, on something I else agree. entirely. I like agree. This storyline yep. is done. This is yeah. over. Nine, right. Nine episodes. Wow. Mm-hmm. But but it's more than Swamp Thing. <laughs> Was it? I don't think so. How many did Swamp Thing have? I think I had nine. But but Watchmen. They should have had more. It was it was cut short. I think oh, it was yeah. nine. Watchmen is is nine episodes of some of the best storytelling you'll find on TV. Yeah. I mean, it's it was talking about layered. If we're talking about Hickman, oh. This, I want to this, go back and watch the whole thing again. This show was layered. This show uh, was so... deals with with all many, many, many things. Um, it's also dealing with generational heroes again. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously this is a sequel to the original Watchmen. Watchmen, okay. That takes place in current time, right? Do they cover like the um? What was it? The Minutemen? They do. Hello, so, yeah. Hello. So there's, in the comic, in the original Watchmen comic. We had a comic within a comic, so right. we had we had the Watchmen that was taking place, and we also had we also had the Tales from the Black Freighter that was happening. Okay, right. So that was a very kind of a meta thing for them to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. In this TV show, we have and a you TV also show. had um, the book, right? We had, well, yeah, the book. yeah. So in the in the HBO show, we have a TV show, which is what the HBO show is, and inside that is another TV show that's playing in the background, okay. which is the history of the Minutemen. Which is yeah, kind it's like, of a, like a documentary. Yeah, but it's also been been kind of 
spiced up a little bit, I think. Oh yeah. Of, like, uh, embellished. Embellished. <laughs> and then, and then, you know how at the back of every book in the Watchmen comic, there was all that extra stuff, all the excerpts. And yeah. All, all, pa- all those like secret so papers. And to shit, get, to that. get that part of it, you had to go to a Pedopedia, which was, a, which is, there's a agent, an FBI agent in the show called Agent Petey. And he is a, Kind of a historian of oh, I'm, I didn't go. Stuff. I should. Ch- I didn't check that yeah. out. And I he should has go a, check he that has, out. He has a website where he keeps all his F- all his official FBI memos and all this stuff. So if you wanted an even deeper dive into what this world was like, if you went to that website, you could read memos, mm. um, see blueprints, mm. um, all kinds of stuff like the blueprints for Silk Specter's giant blue thing. <laughs> This blueprints for it. <laughs> did you did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, I listened to the first two. Is, so, yeah, I've, I've listened to the first two. Yeah, yeah Damon Lindelof does does his podcast, and he covers. He only has three of them, but the first one covers three episodes. The second one covers the next three episodes, and the third one covers covers the last three episodes. It, it's very in, insightful as far as mm. what he wanted to do with all the racial stuff that he was doing, and 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 his homages to the original series and all that stuff. Very good. Which um, I might we might add, this is a direct sequel to the comics, right? Not the movie. Okay. Well, the movie is very good at, at, at adapting the comic. Yeah, the, only, the, the, movie, the only change yeah. it makes is that Doctor in the movie, the Doctor Manhattan is a cause for it, and I support both angles. I well, mean, that and they also changed the giant squid. Well, that's that's what I mean. Right. Doctor Manhattan is the reason that everybody dies in the movie. Right. And instead of the, you know, right, which I I get why they they went with that angle, mm-hmm. I totally get that. Yeah, but in this case, it is directly from the comic, the giant squid. Mm-hmm. You know that scene yeah. where they show in the last the last panel or the last issue of Watchmen, the original series, where they show the squid in New York City, and and basically just the, the scope of the damage it does. Yeah, they basically put this in the show, like oh, so okay. we get to see the squid. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. It is, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. And that was great when they they did that that whole bit, that whole story with the Looking Glass character. Yeah, yeah I was going to get to that when he was young. So, oh. aside from the characters you know and love, Paul from the original Watchmen, we have the generational characters, and it takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, o- Oklahoma, where the police there are masked, wear masks. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're they're not allowed to tell people they're officers. They kind of they're basically superheroes, but they're police officers. They're just they're cops, right? Uh, and there's different levels of how how much that they go into it. Like standard B cops just have a yellow a right. yellow a yellow kind of a scarf that covers their face and a hat, so you can just kind of see their eyes. In a regular uniform. In a regular uniform. And then there are people that work in the precinct that have adopted identities. Um, and there there's different levels of how much effort they're putting into it like there's mm-hmm. there's one guy called the red scare who is obviously russian and he's always is just wearing a red tracksuit and like a red a, a red a red ski mask and he's always like he's always got like food all over his all over his mask because he's, yeah, he's, he's, like, wow. he's always shoving food in his face and then uh, uh and there's so a guy funny. called panda who just oh. wears who just wears a giant when- panda <laughs> When they when Chinese. they did because they started they talked to Panda yeah. over the radio because he's in charge he's he's in charge of um they're not allowed to use their guns unless they have a lock on them mm-hmm. and and they have to 
get them authorized to use. They have to auth. Panda is the one who has to authorize them using their guns. Uh, so they unlock. He he is in charge of unlocking them. But anyway, when they were talking to Panda over the radio in the beginning, and I'm like, oh, that's a weird name. And then he showed the guy. <laughs> he's another just big heavy guy that's just wearing a big a big like he's, teen he's mascot like, panda head. Yeah, but he's you can see his you can see his mouth. And it, it's like, it looks like it's dirty. It's, yeah, no, it's totally filthy. It's like he just leaves it and puts it on before he goes to work. <laughs> it's so <laughs> nice. Like the, the regular officers with clean uniforms and all that, they're very right. professional, but the, the, the guys who work in the office. And then there's their chief interrogator. His name is Looking Glass. And he He's wears, awesome. He is an awesome character. And he wears a reflective mask. So it's kind of like the Rorschach mask, but it doesn't, okay. it's not the Rorschach mask. No. But since it's purely reflective... When you look at it, you're just seeing kind of all the stuff around you. Okay. And um and he is awesome. Um yes. and he can tell whenever anybody's lying, he can tell. Yeah. And then there is here's, here's Panda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, he's in charge of all the weapons. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, because I remember when they when they when they when they make the vote to uh to unlock all the weapons for everybody for twenty four hours, Panda's like, You can't do that. Yeah, he's got He like says the- you can do it. He's like, You're gonna regret making this decision. Yeah. Hmm. And then uh so there's Panda, there's looking glass, there's uh, the Red Scare, there's uh what's the pirate uh Pirate Jenny? I think so. Yeah, it's Pirate Jenny. So there's another girl that's kind of like she's not wearing an eye patch or anything, but she's got this pretty cool looking costume. Mm. And then and then their top their top dog is Sister Knight. Sister yes. Knight is basically Batman. She's badass. Yeah. Well, yeah. And she she's the main focus of, of the show. Yeah. yeah. She's like everything everything follows her. Um and so those are our new generation characters. Uh and our old generation characters that we learn that we that we follow is we follow what happens to Osmodeus. Played by Jeremy Irons. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he amazing yeah he he's amazing. he's amazing what's really funny is that when they were leading up to this show and damon lindelof wasn't allowed to talk really about anything and you know he's giving all his misdirections and that what the show was gonna be about uh when they when word got out that jeremy irons was casting the show obviously everybody was like oh it's gonna be osmond Deus," and they never admitted to that right and then when they went to san diego comic-con jeremy irons was there and apparently his placard his placard in front of him said jeremy irons and then underneath it, it said, probably playing the guy that everybody thinks he's playing. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was so good, too. Uh, so good. So perfect. And they touch on, on the comedian. They, don't, the well, they don't. They just briefly touch on the comedian. Right. And the, re- the way they do that is that they bring back Silk Spectre. Okay. So Silk Spectre, in her old age, or in her later years, mm-hmm. has separated from... Um, Night Owl. Night Owl's in prison. Really? Oh, is that where? Yeah. Yeah, he's in prison. He right, would right. he would not give up being a vigilante. Yep. So he got put in prison. Yeah. Um. So Spectre decided to go work for the FBI as part of a plea deal to, oh, yeah. to uh, on what they did with him. Mm-hmm. So she's working for the FBI, and her job is to track down track down other vigilantes. So she is their top vigilante tracker. Okay. Right. She changes her name from. So Judas, okay. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. She changes her name <laughs> to uh, Blake, named after her dad. Okay. Right. And apparently that for a brief period of time, she stopped being Silk Spectre and went by the comedian. Mm-hmm. So, okay. 
after 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 obviously after she found out who her dad was mm-hmm. and was still fighting crime, she kind of stepped away from what her mom made her, and she kind of followed her dad's way. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole point. There's a whole. You know how the comedian like would always tell really bad jokes, yeah, off color jokes, <laughs> right? And yeah. was just kind of an a hole. She kind of became that way. So, like so she like, would just she was just like whenever she talked to Looking Glass, she called Mirror Guy. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, Mirror, mirror Guy." guy. <laughs> and he always be like, "You know my name is Looking Glass." <laughs> she's like, "Yep, <laughs> Mirror Guy, come here." <laughs> um, I'm just thinking now about certain things, and they, there are there is potential for other stories. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of all kinds of stuff they could do in this whole this whole universe. Just branching out of right. this, yeah. But uh, like you said, it would have to be more of an anthology yeah, thing. Yeah. We find out that the world still is afraid of uh, squid invasions because there's random squid fall, which is just like a storm and mm-hmm. baby squids falling out of the sky. So everyone's, okay. everyone's afraid of another, another temporal incursion. Okay. Um, which I love how that was just a thing yeah. until it was explained. Yeah. Um, and then, what was the other thing? Um, there's... Like a whole thing where they talk about Vietnam, you know, still being, you know, but that they did that in the, in the comic. Yeah, it's a, so, a Vietnam's a state. The overall, this is my problem with it, is that the overall kind of plot is sometimes fuzzy. Like the like the the villain Endgame is kind of fuzzy. You know how in the in the comic it's mm. an investigation as to who killed the comedian, and that investigation leads to uh, uh, Rojak thinking that someone's killing masked heroes right, yeah, yeah. which leads to um him eventually finding out that Osmodeus is gonna do this thing right and this one it gets to a point where there's a murder in the first episode the chief of police is killed and there's kind of like a like an homage to the comedian's button because his badge is on the ground mm-hmm. underneath them and there's a blood splot on the same in the same location uh-huh. and then after that it becomes an investigation as to who killed the chief of police uh-huh. and then yeah but that the the conclusion to that yeah. was amazing, oh, too. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, and it, basically, that investigation leads to us finding out who Hooded Justice was. Okay. Um, That's the only guy I couldn't think of. And it also, let's see, it leads to finding out who Hooded Justice is. Which, that was an amazing story. Right. And um, a long-term plan by the clan to use mind control. Which is kind of the villainy thing of this, like the comic book villainy thing that they do okay, in the show. Yeah. Um, to use mind control to cause um, black people to kill each other, right? All right. Um, yeah, to like it. Yeah, like they would they would go to like 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 Harlem and stuff like that, and they'd go to the movie houses and they'd somehow put the the strobe light thing in there, and everybody right. in the movie would attack each other. And then so Hood of Justice stops, kind of stops that. Um, but the big thing is that. They're trying. There, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a group of people. I'm trying not to spoil it, but there's no reason for me not to spoil it. There's a, there's a spoiler group, warning. There's a, there's, a, there's a group of people that are that are trying to locate Doctor Manhattan so they could take his powers and use them for themselves. And of course, it's the Klan. The Klan is trying to steal Doctor Manhattan's power. Um, yeah, I mean, who, I mean, who else wouldn't want to be a, a yeah. blue, a giant blue guy? <laughs> But there's so much going on in this show. It's, and it's hard. In, in case you're wondering, there is a giant blue penis. In yeah, the show. yeah, yeah. Actually, it, it wasn't a giant blue, but there was a blue penis. There's so much going on in this. It's something that has to be watched. Like just talking yeah. about it, I think is, is like, going like, to um, make well, it less than what it is. One thing I wanted to add 
the whole reason that the cops in Tulsa wear masks is because one day the clan, well, it's the clan, but not the clan. They call themselves Cyclops or whatever. Yeah. But they went to every cop in town, invaded their homes, and, and killed them. Killed most it's of called, them. It was called the White Knight. They just attacked every. It it was it was uh, the Seventh Cavalry. Yes, Seventh. The Seventh Cavalry is a group of people that wear Rorschach masks, okay, and are basically totally racist people. Mm -hmm. They read they they read Rorschach's diary because Rorschach's diary got out, but nobody believes it. Right, right. And there's a lot of stuff that they can't translate because he wrote in a cipher. Right. So the part about him revealing revealing you know what what osmondeus's plot was mm -hmm. uh no one really knows that because no one can really read all of the um but so the the the, the seventh cavalry goes and does the the, the white knight and they, they attack all these all these cops the, one of the people who survived was uh sister knight she survived so she, but she got shot in the stomach or something and, like a, and the chief of police played by don johnson yep really yeah <laughs> good job <laughs> Let me crock it back on the back on the beat. Yeah. So after that, they passed a law that said the cops in Tulsa could wear their masks, right? So the, and nobody would know who they to are to protect their identity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then there's episodes where they talk about like when Lori Blake comes down and starts investigating what's going on because she's trying to find out who killed the chief of police too. When she comes down, she's just like, "Well, everybody wears a mask is hiding trauma." And they're like, yeah, mm. I got shot. And they're like, she's like, no, there's more trauma behind why you wear a mask. Right, yeah. And then she, she like, immediately figures stuff out. Yeah. Like, she figures out, she figures out, like, like everybody. All she yeah. has to do is talk to him. And she's like, oh, well, you, you wear a mask because of this. Right, and yeah. Sister Knight's like, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she, has, she, has a high, she has, like, a high insight yeah. to everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she was one of them. Right. Uh, but um, when they... In the later episodes, they kind of focus more on individual people. One of the one of them focuses on on Looking Glass, mm -hmm. and his origin is amazing. Yes, yeah. I mean, he was he was in New Jersey when the when the squid squid destroyed New York, right. and was and was hit with a psychic blast, but it wasn't enough to kill him. So right. he's totally paranoid. And he was he was a um, he was a Jehovah Jehovah Jehovah's Witness, and he was yeah. trying to he was trying to you know uh, to bring people to Christ and all that stuff and. Uh, there's, you know, the top knots, the ones that killed Night Owl from the comic. Yeah. So he goes to one of them and tries to convert them. And before they start beating him up, one of the girls that's a member of his gang <laughs> drags him into the house of mirrors mm -hmm. and was like, Oh, let's have sex. And so she strips him down to nothing. She takes his clothes and runs off <laughs> and he feels betrayed. He starts yelling at himself in the mirror. And then that's when the squid thing attacks and shatters everything. Okay. So the whole thing is like. He was in a house of mirrors when that happened. He wears a reflective mask. He's super paranoid about the squids. Yeah. And then we find out that same episode that the thing he wears on his face is, uh, it's uh, it's like it's, it's uh, like Magneto's helmet. It's like an anti-psychic fabric. Yeah. That's so supposed nobody to, can use mine. Well, it's supposed to protect you from from psychic attack from the squids. But yeah. all it is is all it is is trash. It's like you know the yeah. people that wear tinfoil on their heads. Right, right, right. It's Basically, just, yeah. It's, it's uh, all it is is that. Okay. Um, so we find out that he that he actually aligns the inside of his baseball cap with it and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So no one, not not a lot of people know that he's got this level of this level of like paranoia. paranoia. So the fact that he when he use a cop, yeah, he's got like a whole bunker yeah. at his house and stuff, yeah. and he sleeps with his mask on sometimes. <laughs> So he's always going to run. So, but that episode is really good. And he's played by the guy that was in 
Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? I don't know if you saw that. Um, he's With a, George he's, Clooney? Yeah. About the, about the prison break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. one of those brothers. Okay. Um, and he's been in a he's been in a couple of the things I've seen. Like there was a Netflix a Netflix show that came on last year, The Ballad of So and So, where he plays a you know a, like a like oh a the cowboy. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, the scene that he's in the first scene where he's like a a singing cowboy. <laughs> he's a badass singing cowboy. Yeah. He's just like you know really good with the gun. Mm-hmm. So he's a really good actor, and he, he really gets his character down to a T. But uh, there's not a single. There's not any acting in this that's bad. No. It's all no. good. Yeah. Jeremy Irons is great. The woman that plays uh, Lori Blake is great. Um, they're all good. Then Dr. Manhattan's in it. And he's a big reveal in the last in the last two episodes. Yeah. The blue penis. Yep. Everything. Uh, oh, man. He's, he's maybe dead. No one knows if you can kill Dr. Manhattan, but he's maybe dead at the end of this. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. And uh, Well, he... Yeah. And then we're left with the cliffhanger at the very, very end. Sister Knight, who we've mentioned already. It turns out that she's married to, to Dr. Manhattan, who tried to live the life as a human. Like, he found a way to suppress his powers and live as a human. Thanks to Ozymandias. Yeah. Um, but at the end, he had to come back. So he was he has, he was an amnesiatic. He didn't know anything, so he couldn't use his powers. But uh, at the very end, he, he comes back. And he very starts acting very Doctor Manhattan-y right away. Yeah, and he f- finds a way to transfer his powers to his wife. So we don't know if she has the powers or not. But it ends with her trying to walk on water in her, in her pool, and it just cuts with that. So we don't know if she has them. Or not. Which I'm glad. Yeah, I was like when I was watching, I was like, "You better cut. You better not show it. You better yeah. cut." And yeah. they did. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's the way it should have ended." Yep. So, but the whole thing with um. That reminded me the whole thing with with Ozymandias played by Jeremy Irons. It starts off with him in this like this manor in a countryside. And it looks like he's maybe in England or something. You're not sure. Mm-hmm. And and um, he has two people with him, a maid and a butler. And then you start finding out all these weird things going on. And it's not what it appears to be. And by the time you find out what's actually going on, you just like it just blows your mind. It's the thing, with, the thing with all the scenes with him is that every time they show him, it's it's it, he at some point he gets an anniversary cake. So in the first episode, yes, yeah. he gets an anniversary cake with with a one candle on it. So it's okay. a one year anniversary. And then in episode two, he gets another anniversary cake at some point during his storyline with two, so on and so forth. So we see that. In the nine episodes, it's been multiple years. It's been mm-hmm. at least eight, at least eight years yeah. that yeah. he's that he's been where he's at, to a point where he doesn't want to be there anymore, and he's trying to find a way to get out of there. And uh, and and so his storyline is taking place prior to what we're seeing happen now in right. Tulsa. And then I think there's there's nothing that happens in the future that we see. No, but there's a lot of there's a lot of times. Oh yeah, and then we see stuff that happens back in the fifties mm-hmm. as okay. we learn as we learn about who who um, the hooded who the hooded justice is, and we learn more a little bit more about the Minutemen and all that stuff. So yeah, it's really good. You should definitely watch it. I know as much as you like, I'm not going to get HBO for it. If it comes if it comes if on, if if it comes on a DVD, if, if it comes if out on DVD, says anything, it'll be on DVD. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, once it comes I'm out on sure. DVD, you should get it. Doom Patrol's on DVD now. They just put that on. DVD. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yep. Um, Titans. Season one of Titans came on. On DVD? Yeah. The, the, 
I I gotta say I was hooked from the moment the show started. Yeah, we loved it because it started with um. You just wanted a squid. What? You just wanted a squid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know if they were gonna. I didn't even know if they were gonna cover that, but they did. But it started back in 1921 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. With and it there was an attack on um. A black community. Yeah. So it was it was primarily it was Black Wall Street and it was a bunch of successful successful black black families and people that that lived in this area of town. And the clan just came in and killed everybody. And that's how the show it starts. Terrible. It was it was actually a very disturbing scene. Really? That's yeah. the first scene yeah. of the show. Really? Yeah. It came in and go, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So after that it I was sets like, the tone oh. for every, it sets the tone it sets the tone for everything. And we find yeah. out that the there's a young boy who is watching an old movie about a about a about a, about a sheriff that was wearing a, a, like a, a, a mask to, to track down this bad guy and it's uh this kid grows up to become hooded justice and mm. he's inspired one of the, he's inspired by the movie along with a number of other things to become hooded justice oh yeah a number in fact of his origin is 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 intense because he since his hooded justice is black he becomes a cop because he's inspired to do good things and uh and the other cops on the force are all clan so they act nice to him but when he gets off duty they they they, they lynch him but mm. they let him down mm. right before he dies so he has a hood on his head because they were trying to because they put the hood on his head when they lynched him he's got the noose around his neck because he was lynched mm. he's got the he's got the ropes around his wrist because they had tied him up mm. and when they cut him up and they cut him loose and they told him to walk home and just be happy he's alive he's walking home he sees a woman being attacked a woman and her, and her husband being attacked in an alley and he's so tooled up about what happened you know he's, mm. he's, everything's going on in his head he just runs in there and beats the crap out of these guys mm. so whether or not he was being heroic or whether or not he was being vengeful it doesn't matter right that was that was the beginning of hooded justice uh-huh. and then he was like i can keep going out and doing this mm. but he had to he had to paint his eyes flesh tone because mm-hmm. he couldn't let people know he was a black man under a hood so right. that's why we thought hooded justice was white and that was an entire episode just on him yeah yeah. And it was a great episode. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. So, one hundred percent worth watching. I would, I would suggest oh, it. One hundred percent. Yeah, and if it you just, and if you oh. listen to podcasts, listen to the uh, the official Watchman one too because yeah. it just gives you so much more insight. I I want to watch it again. Yeah, just binge it all. Oh, it was so oh, just all the reveals and all. Oh, yeah, it's just so good. Yeah. So good. It's good. It's 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 good that there's really good like comic related stuff on TV. Yeah, and it's thoughtful. Right. Mm. For not just a reason, you know, not just for the comic, but for other things. Mm-hmm. Because that incident in Tulsa, nobody, well, I never knew about it. I didn't and either. There's so many other people that I know didn't know about Most it. Most people didn't. I know, yeah. and it's a thing, it happened. So yeah. now everyone's like, oh, well. But it's one of those it's things terrible. that they never talk about, yeah. so. Yeah, and there's so many other things that the, we just, the world doesn't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the other thing. It was a real event. It actually happened. Yeah. Huh. So, um, so it was cool. After that episode, you see all these articles come out telling you this is that was real this is what happened yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah um so speaking of good comic book tv and and such um let's move on to the cw crisis on infinite earths um crossover of which we have seen the first three episodes of five episodes the other two are coming in january yeah um soon what two weeks from now i think so yeah. three weeks from now yeah two the, or three the the fifth one falls on my birthday. 
Oh, good oh, for you. Happy, lucky. happy birthday. Oh, take that day off and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it. I loved it from the from the first freaking line. Me too. I, I yeah, I I had a blast watching it. Yeah. I like all the CW stuff, so but this is I've I've never really I never good. got into Arrow. I only watched Arrow. Like like I've all, I've watched all Flash. I've watched all Supergirl. Yeah, I've watched, watched all, all Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till that comes back. Uh, Arrow, I've I watched a couple seasons, See, and then I watched a couple seasons. Arrow, I I like Arrow, but it's it so, got too whiny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, it, with with me, Arrow, I missed it when it first came out, right. and you never wanted to go back and get caught up. I so wanted much. to, but then I started hearing, you know, the way people, you know, mm. and I'm like, maybe I don't want. And now I'm kind of like, Meh, I don't know if I need to. But this season's pretty good. Is it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like, well, you have. If you didn't watch it, you should because it's. It's it was leading up to crisis the entire time, right? Yeah. You know, you know, you would thought you would have thought that the Flash, the Flash would have been every episode leading up to crisis. Yeah, Arrow no. was. Oh, really? Arrow was. I am Green Arrow. This is the Monitor. I am on a mission for him. I am ah. Green Arrow. This is the Monitor. I am on a mission for him. Okay. Every single episode, huh. but there, but it was broken up. Arrow was part that in part his daughter in the future. Mm. Yep. And I was kind of not paying attention to that his, stuff well, until it both, became important. Well, both his kids. Yeah, it, until it's until I realized it was important because mm. I thought it was just a side story that was gonna, that wasn't going to lead to anything. Right. And I'm like, oh, now she's here. <laughs> now I have to go back. Now I got to pay attention. Now right. I know what's going on. And then the the Black Lightning. I watched the first season of it, but yeah. then I was kind of like, man, I couldn't. I couldn't even get through the pilot. Yeah, my roommate uh, watches it. He loves it. He thinks it's really good. I haven't watched the second season. Yeah, but. Doesn't really matter, but I, I will watch it. It's like Black Lightning. I'm going to watch Arrow. I'm not going to bother getting caught up on. I'm going to watch the seasons that I've seen. I like them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I don't. There's no reason for me to get caught up on that. Um, I haven't watched Batgirl yet. Batwoman. Batwoman. I haven't watched Bat. Didn't I say Batwoman? I haven't. I um, it's it's still a hit and miss with me. Yeah, me too. I've been watching it, and sometimes I'm like, this isn't too bad, and other times I'm like, mm, what the know. hell are they thinking? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 100% turned off by Supergirl this season because it's like, I'm just like, oh my God, Lena, just be done. Yeah. Like Lena spends every episode like whining about being betrayed. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, get over it. Lex wouldn't be whining. Anyway. Though I do like how they per- how they got John Cryer to be Lex Luthor. John yeah. Cryer is awesome yeah. as Lex Luthor. Yeah. I love it. I love that. Yeah, I agree. But all leading up to Crisis. I mean, who would have thought we lived in a time we would live in a time where we would see this on TV or anything? anything. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it all actually it all started like last season. Yeah, because when they were in on the monitor ship or whatever, or, or his dimension, or whatever, and mm. he said, because Barry referenced the crisis to to Oliver and said, you know, I ain't gonna make this. That's when he said, you know what, I'm gonna take the hit. And right. say both of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we find out. We find out in this that 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 the monster's like, oh yeah, that was last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, yeah. You took the hip of them last year. That doesn't count. No, it's this year. <laughs> That's but not the apply. first the first scene in it was I was so where they had Burt Ward walking oh, yeah. the dogs, yeah. and then I'm like, he looks up at the sky and he says, "Holy, holy crimson sky of death!" I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, Burt Ward on there. Yeah, that was awesome. So what, I get that was, I believe that was actually his, his one of his dogs that he 
Oh, he, was he like, rescued. Yeah, he yeah. rescued. He has like a rescue foundation for yeah. animals and stuff. Does he? Yep. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Speaking of him, in January he's gonna get his star. Oh, no, on oh, the, oh yeah, right next to um, Adam West. Adam West. Oh, cool. awesome. And Bob, I think Bob Kane's right next to them too. Oh, cool, sweet. So that's cool. Or they're doing a Batman. I think when Burt Ward gets his, they're gonna give Batman who's. The only fictional character mm. to have a star. Does, does, on Bill, a does Bill Finger have a star? No. Just asking. I don't think so. The guy so. who actually good at Batman have a star? No. Probably not. Just asking. Bob Bob King, he'll be across the street probably. <laughs> he will be across the street. <laughs> they keep stars it right under the urinal in the Chinese <laughs> theater. <laughs> the guy who actually created Batman. Oh yeah, he's in the urinal. <laughs> and it was the only thing I didn't like about it is be giving you the bill finger yeah the bill finger <laughs> the um when lex was going from i don't want to give too much away oh it's all right we can get but when he hit spoiler warning, when he hit when he hit um smallville yeah. and that he gave up his powers yeah mm. he goes you could fly <laughs> why would you do why would you give that up <laughs> and yet again they robbed us of seeing Wellington in the Superman, he doesn't suit. want. He's never wanted to do it. He and and he was even in the last episode of Smallville. He wasn't in the suit. They CG. All you saw, all you saw, all you saw was a shadow. Yeah. So I never watched Smallville. Like I saw, I didn't the either. First season, a couple episodes after that, and the second season, and then every once in a while, I'd kind of peek in to see yeah. what's happening. I never saw any of it. Uh, but it's got a huge following, and people love it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know, and he's he as an actor, he's happy with the ending. Yeah, um, I thought maybe they were gonna kind of dip back in and bring those characters in for more than just that one piece. Mm. Right. That might be not true. Yeah, um, I mean they still have this. They're bringing in Star Girl, and that they could have two episodes. Because yeah. yeah. whereas in Smallville they had their own little Justice League going on, mm. right? It would have been cool to see them, the characters. There's so you much. You know, have that. Have There's that already Barry, so much happening. I know. Yeah. That young Barry meet the current Barry. Right. They can still do that. They still, you know what they, I'm they, they still well, he wouldn't be right young now. Barry anymore. That's true. No, but he'd still be. You know, it'd be a different flash from yeah. a different yeah. thing. Yeah. What I liked the most was is yeah they had Constantine from the Legends. Yeah. But then they went to Earth six 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 and they brought they in Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah. 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 That was good Even too. though I don't watch that show either, but it was still cool to see him. Yeah. Well, I just love, I just loved them. They brought it. They brought in the 1989 Batman. They brought in, they brought in the 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 you know Adam West Brett Ward Batman. Yeah. They brought in. The they brought Superman in the Conroy. Let's, let's um. Kevin there's, Conroy. There's a, there's a list of everything. Yeah, they brought in Kevin Conroy, even though he was there as Kingdom Come Batman, even though yeah. it wasn't Kingdom Come Batman. Um, this the sheer amount of crossover that they did for this is good even if it's just small little things like there yeah. was the there was the birds of prey yes yeah crossover yeah um the hunters yeah so much stuff but i mean i think the overall story arc's good i think um i think i feel like they're spending too long bringing in the anti-monitor like they showed him for like a second at the end and now they have episode two three. episodes to finish right. it up, i yeah. loved i loved when they showed jim corrigan yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. obviously arrows arrows gonna be transferred the power from so him to, yeah. so let's 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 go over some of these cameos and what you thought of them um there was robert wool yeah that's the batman 1989 yeah yeah i like that was it. cool yep that was a good one yep 
Um, I'm not going to say I didn't like any of them. I'm going to say yes, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> there is Alan Richson as Hank Hall. Oh, yeah. So Hawk and, Hawk and uh, Jason Hawking. Todd were yeah. in it. Their Earth got destroyed. Right. Yeah. Um, Jason Todd, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Ray. Oh yeah, it's from, from Ray, the Ray X. from Earth X. Okay, yep. he got yep. the, that, that Earth got destroyed. The only the only Earth so evil they didn't want to give it a number. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they gave it a letter. Yeah. Um, of course there was the um, Burt Ward cameo. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Did some did they, people, did they give a number to that Earth? Sixty six. Sixty six. That makes sense. Yeah. Some yeah <laughs> yeah it does. yeah a little bit. Um, some I've heard some people say that they were a little disappointed. They wanted more Burt Ward, but it's a cameo. I mean, yeah. What can you do? I mean, I know. Yeah. It's not like how it, old is he? He ain't gonna fit in the tights. Give it a rest. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, yeah, you don't. Nobody wants to see that. Um, though he could, they could have done like a full body, like a new suit. No, he would have to be retired. Yeah, in that, in that body. He yeah. would have that, yeah. Well, with that body, but what I'm saying is maybe he could have passed the mantle onto somebody else. Although, although yeah. the sweater he was wearing it had the colors. Yes, yeah, yeah that's the whole big yeah. deal that he was yeah. wearing. He was wearing the colors of Robin. Mm. Yeah. So, um, Will Wheaton was in it. That yeah. was awesome. As was, him, yeah. as a prof, the pro, uh, the the protest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was on Earth 38. Yeah, that's Supergirl's Earth. Um, cause she told him to run. This was an interesting one. Um, so there was a scene where, uh, Sarah Lance and Ray Palmer, Palmer were at a bar doing. Yeah. Trivia. trivia. Oh, trivia. Yeah. The host of that was yeah. Griffin Newman who plays, um, Arthur on the tick. Yeah. Yep. yep. I did not realize that at the yeah. time. Um, and Wentworth Miller came back. Um, See, because this this one was driving me nuts. He played the voice of um, the ship, the wave runner. Oh yeah, yeah. so he was uh, he was Captain Cold. Yeah, yeah, but Captain, he was he was just yeah, Captain voice. Cold. Yeah. Right. But so so that wave rider is from a different Earth. Yes, right. it's the one where the the legends broke up, right? And all that. But the whole yeah. time, I'm I'm like, whose voice is that? No, he didn't pick up on it right away. I picked up on it right away. It didn't, and then yeah. I'm like, oh right, Captain Cold. Okay. Yeah. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and then um no, it's just his voice I couldn't remember. Yeah. It was so familiar, but I couldn't remember I couldn't remember that it guy was from Prison Break. Actually, no, I've never seen Prison Break. <laughs> both of them. Yeah, no, they're both Heat wave in. Yeah. They were in it together, I guess. Yep. And then of course we had the Kevin Conroy on Earth ninety nine. Yeah. Playing yep. Batman. From the future, they did. They did Earth seventy five, which was the Earth where Superman, the, the Earth Superman, died fighting Doomsday. Even though they mm. they said that he died fighting Lex Luthor. I mean, it's the that's the Superman. Yeah, with, with the, the flag. With the, with the now, flag. I like the Kevin Conroy scene. I did too. It had some nice. It wasn't just a quick cameo. Yeah, he had some good stuff in there. It had. It was cool because didn't they show the trophy case mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. all the different mm-hmm. the Riddler Kane. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The little glass dome that had like the little Nora, Nora freeze. Yeah, yeah. That and then, cool. and then that's where you saw um, Clark, Clark's Clark, glasses, Clark Kent's glasses. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, okay. And then of course there was the Tom Welling. Once you kill it. one, it gets easier, and you kill more, and you kill more, <laughs> and you kill more. <laughs> and then um, Tom Welling and Erica Durant. Now his, his, his I found it interesting. 
what they ended up doing with the Brandon Ralph Superman because it's Kingdom Come. Yeah. Well, he's he's, but, he's 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 Superman Returns Superman, which was an extension of Christopher Reeve's Superman because he right. even mentions that he from that scene from Superman three where he fought himself. Right. right. And and he mentions his son from Superman Returns. Yeah. All right. So and that's, that's that Earth ninety six. But what I found is that interesting- the year his movie came out. Yes. It should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man of Steel. Uh, no, Superman, Superman Returns. Returns. But what I found interesting was when they announced that he was going to be playing Superman, my initial thought was... Who's going to play Adam? Right. Or the, you know, He did both. They're going to get... You're right. I didn't expect that. Oh, no. I had read that he was doing both right away. I did not. I didn't realize that. I also love the fact that they walked in and they were like, they were like Ray, you're jacked. Oh, wait. You're not Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, did, of course... Uh, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, they brought back Jonah Hex. Yep. A different yeah. Earth Jonah Hex. Yep. But Earth 18. Because yeah. he didn't have the sky yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then they had the Huntress from, from uh, the Birds old Birds of Prey. Of Prey. Was that Earth 92? What year would that be? It doesn't say. Did they give it an Earth name? Is it, is Two, not, the, the series came out in 2002. Oh, so what's the name of the... Oh, well, but they don't, they don't, they don't be, say what... Would it be uh, Earth 2? They don't say what Earth it is. Maybe. It doesn't say here what Earth well, it was. I mean, hunches, the hunches did come from Earth 2. Yeah. And then, of course, um, Tom Ellis as Lucifer on Earth 666, yeah. of course. That was great. Oh, yeah. When the, when, um, with the, the John Wesley ship, the Flash. Flash. Yeah. He's 95. Um, I think he's Earth 95. It just says 90s, but. Oh, yeah. But it, like I love, 90. I love when they, they actually showed a little clip from the old show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. And the, uh, um, cool. in the aftermath, the crisis aftermath, and they were interviewing the director. Yeah. That when they filmed, when they originally filmed that, that wasn't supposed to be in it. Mm-hmm. And, and they were, they were kind of cutting everything together and they're like, we have to put this in there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That was good, though. That was a nice touch. And then, so what do you, what did you think of the, uh, the new soon to be Adam Ryan Choi? Oh, he was great. Like when I saw the, the, the stills of him, I was like, I was like, I don't know if he looks good in the suit, but the actor, when he's out of suit mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. He's amazing. And I don't, I don't know. I think, I think that Adam needs a bit of an update on the show. I like Brandon Routh. And one of the things I was going to say when you were talking about the earth was, did you read the article about how everyone's loved, everyone loves Brandon Routh as Superman so much that it's actually, it's actually kind of put a damper on the, the other Superman TV show coming out. No. The guy, yeah. Cause the guy that plays Superman on Supergirl. Yeah. They're doing a show with him and Lois. Tyler Hoekland. And they're yeah. really pushing it. And I, and I was right. I was 100% wanting to see this show. Yep. yep. But now that I'm with everybody else, I'm like, forget that. But get rid of <laughs> that show. Give us the Brandon Ralph show. <laughs> well, I'll watch this. So they're going to have to kill his character off, even though he's kind of dead anyway. Yeah. I, I, oh, if that's his death scene, I'll be unhappy. Yeah, like I want him to come. Right. Back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I get. I'm kind of on that train too. I would love to see the Brandon Ralph Superman show. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> um. Then of course we had the Jim Corrigan. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of that. I kind of was expecting Spectre to be part of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah. But he Spectre's the one that uh, anti monitor. Yeah, but I have to say that 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 felt very shoehorned in. Yeah, it's like they're he in just purgatory. came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, they're in purgatory trying to save Green Arrow, and all of a sudden, hey, hey, Specter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little. And well, that's the final one they have listed. They're not gonna. They're not gonna 
pulling Hell Jordan out of nowhere. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I wish. Oh, yeah, but it, it ain't never going to happen. No. Yeah. Right. No. Obviously. There's still a lot of speculation that they're going to turn uh, They might into down John the road, Stewart. like either with the Flash or Supergirl, they yeah. might, you know, but we'll see. Um, so I've loved it all the way up to when all the Earths got destroyed, you know, when Harbinger showed up and turned that everybody, like, which is what everybody. happens in the comic, and then all the universes were destroyed. I, I have to say, um, I was glad that they included Harbinger and Pariah. Me Pariah, too. yeah. Because... They could easily have just skipped Ignore over them. that. Yeah, yep. me too. But yeah, and so when they come back, if it kind of follows, and it's the cool comic. how they said that he was he was zoomed from another, mm. and he's paying his price by being pariah, pariah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. If how they, they kind of follow the because they've been kind of following beats from the comic, even though it's mm-hmm. not the comic. Obviously. Right. Yeah. If the, the when they come back from break, they. I think, and this is just a guess, is that they should be back at the beginning of time because it was the beginning of time right. where Pariah saw the saw the. Oh, actually, it wasn't Pariah. It was um, the the guy that was one of the guardians, the blue guy. Um, he saw the hand that created the universe of Kronos. Yeah, it was Kronos. Kronos. There you go. Yeah. He saw the hand that created the universe, which we find out was Spectre's hand. Right? Is that what it was? It was somebody's hand? But a while since I read the comic. Um, I think it was. I think it was. But there's a big fight at, at one the, point. There's yeah. a big fight at the center of the universe. At the, I wonder at, if at they'll the do the universe, giant hand thing, which is what I don't think so. But yeah, the, I think I they're going to go back to the beginning of time, and they're going to have a big fight, and that's going to cause an explosion that kind of reforms because that's right. It'd be like another big bang. One. Yeah. Or does it bring it back as two? I can't remember. I know at one point in, in Christ, it it back Earth, as two. there's two. There's two Earths left, or three Earths left, and then they eventually become one. Mm. I know it was a big fight at the beginning of time. I should just refresh my memory on that. But know, the way that, how they're handling on a TV show, the sheer amount of cameos that they're doing, mm. and the sheer amount of screen time they're giving each individual character, even though they're not necessarily focusing on them in their own show, right. in their own show segment, is really good. It, yeah, they kind of are, in a way. Yeah. Oh, these Black Lightning, y- yes. his episode is a crossover. Even though it's not listed as a crossover, yes, so I you, didn't end up watching it. I but, watched it. His but, daughter, his daughter is 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 kind of vibrationally like like she gets hit, and then she kind of visits other versions of herself. Mm. And so she finds out about the multiverse, and at the end, his world gets destroyed. So that's kind of their their crossover. And then he mm. appears in the yeah, because right when, he, when his universe gets destroyed, he gets pulled out. You that was kind of cool. Though. You don't know it's Pariah, but he gets pulled out. And right. if he hadn't seen that. It's a little bit jarring when he appears in Flash. It's like, hey, I'm here. It is, but I kind of figured. Yeah. Well, I, because Pariah I, goes out of his way to explain it. I knew that it tied in. Yeah. But I was like, eh, I'm not going to bother. Because it wasn't a direct, like the rest of the shows were part of it. And right. that was just like a, that was like, you know, reading, like if you're reading a tie-in comic to an event, I'm like, man, I don't mm-hmm. need to read it. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't need to watch Black Lightning, but. But it was cool to see him. So it wasn't as jarring to me because I knew it was going to happen. Right, but right. but yeah, I can see where that would be. When this is all said and done, if they put if they put Supergirl and Black Lightning and everybody all on the same Earth, I'll be happy. That's mm-hmm. what I'm wondering if that's what they're doing. Or? I think I think it is. I'm cool I, with that. One point I like because I I like the Titans is how Roy lost his arm. 
I mean, it, oh, yeah, it didn't have it didn't have nothing do to do with crisis. It didn't do that with crisis, mm. but they touched on it. Well, Roy hasn't been in the in the crisis no events, but in Arrow leading up to right. it, so they, I, yeah, they chopped they off Roy's they arm. They chopped mm. off his arm like they did in the in the book. It's mm. funny because I was I wasn't I wasn't familiar with what they had done with Roy right. prior to the season. Mm. So when Diggle goes and gets him, and they mentioned that 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 Roy has a condition. Right. I'm like, what the hell is his condition? I'm like, oh, he gets angry. Apparently, he kills people. That's his condition. <laughs> it's like a blood loss type. <laughs> sort of like a blood, like a blood rage. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I can see them saying that and not saying that he's like an addict. Mm. And then you got to start this whole Right, thing. right. You open yeah. up. You know, mm. Yeah, they don't, they don't touch on that at all. They don't show. touch on his no. CW is still a family show. So it is this the last? Arrow, or is it going to be this arrow's, more, a arrow, couple more arrows? This season is oh yeah. After Crisis is over, there's like maybe four episodes left. Okay, and but this is done. the last season. Okay. And then and then Arrow will come. Uh, Arrow will be back, but not as Arrow. It'll be it'll be the Cana- uh, Black Canary and the Canaries, or something like that. They're yeah. doing a Canary show, right? And Mia Snoke, which is Arrow's daughter from the future. Mm. Is going to be either on that team. Like, I don't know if that's going to be a future team or if she's going to be back, living back in the past or time travel. You know how I feel about it. Maybe on the, maybe on the legends. One, yeah. one, one thing, speaking of, that I'm glad about this crossover yeah. is that the legends are part of it because yeah, they, they weren't a part of last year. Yeah, but it was funny because when they, it was funny because they made fun of that. Yes, they, they did. Just, yes. They were just like uh Supergirl uh, Supergirl Flash called. They need our help and they're like, "What? For another crossover? <laughs> pass. <laughs> Hard <Yeah>. pass." <laughs> so I did like that, yeah. yeah. But I'm glad they're a part of this one because even though we still haven't seen all of them yet. Well, Firestone's off the show. Isn't yeah, he? well, he's, he's, he's yeah, so that, many of those characters are gone. But there's still um, there's there's still a couple of legends we haven't seen yet, and oh, I yeah. can't remember offhand. Yeah, there's uh, when at there's an interview with the cast of Legends at San Diego Comic Con that happened last year, mm. and it's just so good to watch. Well, first of all, the guy Dominic, what's his name, is just he doesn't say much. It looks like he's drunk. <laughs> um, he plays Heatway, right? Yeah, yeah. But basically, they're talking. They're, they're, they're like, they're like, we can, we were on the show. It was not supposed. To, it was not supposed to be more than a season. It was supposed. That was supposed to be an anthology show, right? That focused on different characters. Yeah. Mm. And then, and then, and then they let us do another season. And then by season three, the show had hit its stride. And they could do whatever <laughs> they want. They could have a giant stuffed animal fight yeah. Satan. Yeah. And get away with it. So. <laughs> Yeah, because they, they did an episode with Jonah Hex. Yeah. Yeah. Then didn't they go back to like feudal Japan? Yep. They've done everything on this show. And it yeah. wasn't that the, the origin of the uh the soul sword that Katana has? Ooh. Oh yeah. I think it was. Yes. Yep. I believe so, yep. yeah. Yeah. And, and they 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 went back and they met Sergeant Rock. Although the guy they had playing Sergeant Rock was terrible. It was just this kid who was like, Oh I'm Sergeant Rock. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. went off screen. Oh, but I missed that one. <laughs> it, it was quick. It was the opening segment. It yeah. didn't last more than like maybe. And I, I, w- I was happy that they brought Constantine in. Yeah. I want more of him. I want yes. more Constantine. Yeah. I he, hope they keep well, him around. I'm surprised CW didn't give him his own show. Well, who knows? I mean, they might. To go from like season two. Right. Up, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Maybe, uh, maybe they, I don't know. Maybe if they he's, can't if, for some reason. Who if knows? they keep him on this show and he's popular enough, eventually he'll get his own show again. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I think the only one I didn't see as a cameo was Preacher. Oh, yeah. But that's not, that's Vertigo. So they can be. Yeah. So that. wasn't Sin. So wasn't uh, uh, Constantine. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm okay with Hell Preacher Blazer. not being in it. I like Preacher. I didn't like the last. I didn't like the. I didn't like the last season that much. But yeah. I, like I mean, it would have been cool. It would have been cool if just to throw him in somewhere, right? Yeah, like maybe when Constantine was when Constantine was leaving Lucifer, have Jesse show up, right, and right. have Lucifer. I goes like, "Are you kidding me?" I think it would be. I think it would be better just to have Cassidy in it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Ah, uh, I love Cassidy in the show. Hey, come on, I like my is that Zoe? All right. Leave the cosmic guru alone. <laughs> that just means she likes you. Yeah, no, I like cats too. If she draws blood, she loves you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna happen, I think. <laughs> and she's just like, Why are you guys why are you guys not paying attention to me? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but anyway, uh anything else about Crisis you want to talk about? No, I loved it. I think it was a bit I think it's, it was it's good. It's I'm really, looking really forward. Good. I'm looking forward to the final two. Yeah. I I do hope they do the bring everything into one universe. Me and, too. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. So this last. So they're doing tablet. the Star Girl. Just to touch on that, they're doing a Star Girl. Yeah, she's appearing in the Crisis crossover, and then she's going to be part. Of, she originally wasn't supposed to be part of the CW universe. Right. She was part. Of, she was going to be part of the DC. But what universe I'm saying app. is, on her show, I would like to see a couple cameos of those heroes. Some interaction with the yeah, yeah it could happen. Like Wildcat, mm. maybe mm. Wildcat could train her. Right. There's a really interesting um, like preview interview with Jeff Johns on uh, YouTube that you can find. That's pretty okay. cool. It's it's short. Or maybe I saw it on the DC Universe app. It's stuff I absorb sometimes. I don't know. Uh, before we jump to the next subject, I just wanted to say that I've seen the first few episodes of the Holly Quinn cartoon. It's oh, amazing. You have? It's amazing. I, is it? What, it is amazing. I don't have, I don't have the DC thing. Um, it is funny as hell. They got Kaylee Coco to do the voice of Holly Quinn. Yeah. There's one other funny thing about it that I just found out that I didn't know, and that is um, there's a comedian I love. His name is Ron Funches, and he does the voice of, uh, of um, yeah, King him. Shark. Oh, I haven't seen King Shark yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bing is hysterical. Bing is just picked on so much. <laughs> <laughs> I want to break the bats. Shut up, Bane. <laughs> All right. Everyone tells me to shut up. <laughs> oh, awesome. But there's, uh, as funny as, as it is, uh, the, the people who create the show keep coming back to the fact that Harley's an unreliable narrator. Mm. So everything you're seeing in the cartoon is kind of her crazy perception. Right. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Even though these characters are acting like, weird i like that, that actually like that. that's yeah. that's that's pretty good it's like whenever whenever they whenever they show commissioner gordon he is just a disheveled <laughs> wreck he's got his shirts hanging out he's just holding on to a cup of coffee and his head's low it's just like he's just done <laughs> excellent all right let's talk about the last bit all right so you two can handle this last bit you guys so I was interested in talking about older comics, and so I was looking to randomly pick some things, right? Yeah. So this is going to be this is kind of we'll we'll say this is a preview of a segment we wanted to start doing on the show, where we're gonna 
we're going to pick um, one or two older storylines every month and <clears throat> we'll read them and give our thoughts slash review on them. Uh, some good classic stuff. So um, I did not get to read this one this month, but Dario and Paul did. So what do you have? Do you have anything for reference in front of you? Or do you have nothing? You just go I have from memory. Just memory. All right. So I'm just trying trouble. To, I'm trying to find the actual issues on my DC Universe app here real quick because I don't have the on me. Um, but I decided to go back and look at some issues of Batman Detective Comics from 1977. And primarily we're looking at the storylines that Steve Englehart wrote and Marshall Rogers was Drew. the penciler and Terry Austin was the anchor. And... The storyline is the Hugo Strange storyline, and then it, which leads into a Penguin storyline, a one-issue Penguin Penguin storyline. It was it was like like a one-way segue to bring to the next major storyline yeah. in Detective. And then and then after the Penguin after the Penguin issue, it introduced it was the first appearance of Deadshot. Is his name Deadshot? Yeah, yeah. Deadshot. First yeah. appearance of Deadshot, and then uh, the last two parts were. Joker. Joker fish, which you've heard of that storyline. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. famous story. Um, but I found when I was rereading these is that these Batman stories. Hold, hold on a minute. Okay, are you like petting a cat? Or are you like playing a guitar? I'm petting a cat. <laughs> she likes it. <laughs> She's digging it. Sorry, <laughs> that, that was. <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw you petting the cat, and the first thing that popped in my mind was Country Road from John Denver. <laughs> it reminds me of... Um, Chris's cat's freaking out of my bag right now. Lenny, Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And let me pet the rabbits. Or the old Looney Tune. Yes. Yeah. Or the same thing with the bottom, all he's like, yes. <laughs> okay, get off my back. Zoe. Zoe. I don't mind you being on my bag, but you're going to start clawing at the leather and all this stuff. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So one of the things that I found while reading this is that um, this era of Batman has a distinct feel to it that we don't have nowadays. Mm. This is in the 70s. And Batman today is still affected by Dark Knight Returns. Like Dark Dark Knight Returns set the tone. For a darker Batman, yep. that's still going on today, and it's right. more. I find Batman today is more fisticuffs than detective him work. actually be a detective, right? right. You know. Mm-hmm. So and when was the last time he got out? He tried getting out of a out of a, a trap or a death trap yeah, or right. any of that stuff, right? So in this in this particular like group of Batman books, it's at the time where Robin went off to college. Mm-hmm. Yep. He Batman gave up the cave in the mansion and moved into the Wayne Foundation and mm. moved into the got the, the the Wayne Towers right. and lived in the penthouse and had a bat cave under the building. Yep. So he was operating right in the city. And he was with uh you can Silver push her off. That's fine. She starts scratching at the bag, I'll push her off, but I'm just afraid that she was gonna start digging out all this stuff. It's Silver anyway. St. Clair. Yeah, yeah, she's and he's dating Silver right. Silver Saint Cloud. Saint Cloud, right? And uh, so Bruce Wayne is kind of living a life, and 
um, fighting crime, and also to get away from the '60s part of super of, of Superman, to get away from the '60s part of Batman, where he was working with the police and he could be picked up on the phone and called right, for assistance right, whenever right. he wanted to, because the TV show had such an influence on Batman that it affected the comics, obviously. Right. So Englehart, or if it was the writer before him, I don't know who it was decided to focus more on crime again, so they bring in Rupert Thorne, who is a crime boss, and they start yep. focusing on the crime mafia part of it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rupert's influence on the city council has caused, uh, has passed laws that Batman is no longer recognized as a duly deputized right. like right. officer of the law. Now when the police see him, they have to arrest him. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, that he brings that back in. Well, they can try to. Yeah. Right. But there's still scenes where Batman shows up and people are like, hey, Batman. Yeah. Citizen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just, I remember growing up, I had, I had uh, the Hugo Strange issues and I hadn't, I hadn't realized that that was the first appearance of Hugo Strange since his first appearance way back when in 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 Detective 4. Yeah. In the the 40s. I didn't realize that. So Hugo Strange, because he brought they brought back the Monster Men, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah, and they're in the Monster Men right here. This is big lurchy guys. They're like oh, eight. Yeah. They're like eight and a half to nine feet tall. Yeah, these huge dudes. <laughs> and his plan was to was he opened a clinic for rich people to come in and get to get taken care of, and he was he was injecting them with Monster Monster Man serum, and they were becoming these things. But they would revert back to you know the, their millionaire right. persona. But they had would run the risk of becoming monster men again unless he gave them a, a an antidote, an antidote serum. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a permanent antidote; it was just to hold it off for a little while, right? right. So that way you could blackmail. Yeah. He's like, "You become a monster man again unless you give." Him. Makes sense. Not a bad plan for a you know a genius yeah. who, <laughs> sure. if he could perfect this thing, he could do something else legally. But <laughs> so all these villains have all this time <laughs> and effort. Like, well, I could create monster men. Or it could do something but like... But it only lasts for so long. <laughs> or, it could, right. or, it could, or it could maybe cure cancer. Eh, yeah. Monster men. How monster men seem like the way to go. Where, you know, where's, where's the real money? Monster men. Well, anything can be used for evil if in the wrong hands. <laughs> <laughs> so in, the, in this two-part storyline, we're reintroduced to Hugo Strange. He uh, you know, tries to do his shenanigans to Bruce Wayne. And... Uh, and then he finds out who Batman is and becomes obsessed with Batman. And yep. as we, as you may or may not know, Hugo Strange is a genius, mm. and physically he's very strong. I don't know yes. when that ever happened, but he decides that he he is going to replace Batman. So he puts on the costume and he starts walking around. He's I'm going to be Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he disguises himself as Bruce Wayne. He starts <laughs> taking all the money out of Bruce Wayne's accounts and all this stuff. And Shit, that's what, yeah. Later, later on in comic book history, they they delve deeper into it, and it gets better. Where he's just so obsessed with, yeah, he, he knows the secret. He won't tell anybody else who Batman is, but he wants to be Batman, which is weird and good at the same time. Mm. So no. for storytelling, it's cool. Like every boy, every little boy's fantasy to be Batman, right? Um, so that storyline happens. There's two parts. Hugo Strange gets killed at the end. And eventually it will lead into another storyline that deals with the ghost of Hugo Strange because he doesn't yeah. come back. Because he would drive, he drove the ghost of Hugo Strange drove Rupert Thorne crazy, right? Right, crazy. So that's the first part. Now, how did you did you how what did you think about those first two issues? I loved them. Yeah, I always thought I always liked 
Hugo Strange, besides Raz, Raz Al Ghul, he was the only one that knew who Batman was and where is his obsession with him. Right. He wouldn't say nothing, nobody. Mm. And I just, I'm flat out, when I was a kid, I read, I was able to read the, you know, the original Doctor, Doctor, ah, the Hugo Strange with the monster. And, you know, I was like, this guy is like evil. I mean, the Joker is Joker. Right. But then you got him right underneath everybody else, before anybody else. Right. All the other ones, they, I mean, freaking umbrellas, riddles, <laughs> freaking King Tut. Speaking of riddles, that next storyline was pretty interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute. The uh, so this is I, I want to find the issue. I think it's going to be four seventy two because I keep bringing up this one issue and I don't want to want to show you. The- and the artwork is amazing. Mm. Well, he did. I'm I'm not familiar with that artist. Well, he only <sighs> Roger Marshall's only he did <clears throat> limited work, didn't he? Did so this he? is issue two. That's yeah. That was one. Of, I still have that one. Yeah, I do too. I love this cover. So, um, beginning here. So, the storyline we're talking about begins in Detective Comics 471 and 472. Those are the two Hugo Strange ones. This is the second part of the Hugo Strange Hugo Strange storyline. You can go that way to go scroll through it. Uh, but this cover on the beginning, on, on the front, says, The Batman is dead. Long live the new Batman. And it's an iconic cover. I had this as a kid, and I must have read it a hundred times. That's got to be that's gotta be Such a great one book. of the top five, in my opinion. Outside the Joker fish cover. The, well, not the, the, jo- well, the Joker fish cover is really good, I too. I was thinking more like Batman 251, mm-hmm. if you're talking iconic covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of like really good, I mean, it's 70s. It's 70s-style Batman art, mm. and... You know, it's the, the fight scenes are good, but the the way he drew the capes, yeah, it was it was like dynamic. It was dynamic, and it's it was some, pretty some, much um, a fluent a fluence on uh, McFarlane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's some good use of shadowing too. Yeah, yeah, and such. And and Robin, uh, when Robin comes back, he's obviously you know a, that right there. That's that is a good. Yeah, so Hugo he, Strange. Yeah, he's pointing at, yeah, a, at yeah. a at a good picture of Hugo Strange, just cackling about his plan. Um, but when Robin comes back to help, you can tell that he's an older Robin. Yep. He's you know in college or just out of college, trying to find he's his way. Doing college, and he's doing the, the Teen Titans. Yeah, and there's actually you know, since he decides once 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 Batman's saved by Hugo Strange, and they have a they have a caper with the Riddler, not the Riddler. They have a caper with the with the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's i don't think robin was at it. no he was because i just read it the other day so it's uh it's very much classic batman and robin like they're going out and they're trying to figure out what the, what the penguin's up to right <laughs> and uh for some reason the penguin leaves a riddle and robin's right. trying to figure it out he's like come on how will we figure this riddle out right <laughs> and uh, i also like, like near the end now that you mentioned it i read that like a week ago to refresh mm-hmm. when they get back to the cave they start like horse place. Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. So they get back to the cave and they just finish this thing. And uh Robin says something about Batman being an old man and Batman's like, Old man, huh? And he just grabs him, flips him, and they just start horse playing and like and like kind of play fighting and all that stuff. Yep. And you know, it's just something you just don't even see anymore in mm. comics. Yeah, just like, you still look, it reminds you that you still wet behind the ears. <laughs> it, it reminds you that, you know, Batman raised Rob Dick Grayson, even though he trained him to be vigilante and all that, and that it wasn't always just 
Right. It wasn't always right. dark. It, wasn't always it was dark. they had their moments. Right. Yeah. Right. Between cases and yeah. So I like that scene too. Yep. Yeah. So and then um I didn't get a chance to actually the Deadshot one, I didn't reread that one. And I also didn't reread the Jokerfish one because I think I know it pretty well. Right. Uh over that story a hundred times. But I mean just that era of Batman, uh that art style for Batman as you saw mm. is pretty good. And it's just it's 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 good to read something that's not you know serious the all si- the time. not not the sixties where Batman where Batman was just like, Well, apparently I'm just gonna fight aliens or jump around on a giant typewriter. And it wasn't Yeah. And it wasn't and it wasn't like the really dark times of Robin dies yeah. another issue. Now that you mention it, that's kind of interesting. I never really um I never really looked at it that way. But you have that. You have like the sixties Batman, which is a little goofier yeah. and yeah. and then you know, uh, well, Dark Knight Returns to even up to now, it's it's a lot darker, yeah, yeah, and and more serious. The the gritty. It's like Batman's never happy right now, right? Yeah, ever. Right. And in and in this era, he is trying to do everything. I mean, he's of course he's not. You know, he's Robin. Robin left in a huff. That was kind of a big scene in the comic when he mm-hmm. left to college. But still, I mean, there's a there's a reconnection going on in these issues, which is nice. Right. Bruce Wayne is trying to connect with the woman that, he, that in the comic is pretty serious, but I think she dies at some point, right? Later, Silver Saint Cloud. Later on, Silver Saint Cloud. Silver Saint Cloud. The um, Kevin at back Kevin Smith wrote that mm-hmm. white in the gear. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Or was mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Was I never liked that? I mean, I like Kevin Kevin Smith's writing. Yeah. But the where he left that off. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be a two-parter. Yeah. yeah and right. it never, he never, that's yeah. the one thing that he'll start something, never finish it. Yeah. And now it's just up in limbo. Yeah. Because yeah. in the wedding in Gaia, he took on another protege. He had like a jackal head or whatever. Oh, that was Batman's protege? I thought he was a bad guy. He was, I, I never well, he was the bad guy, but yeah. he was learning from Batman. And then he did like a 180 and went bad. Right. Yeah. And at the end, he goes something like, "You should try. You you should really learn how to trust more people or be able to read more pe- people better." Mm-hmm. And he grabbed Sylvia by the back and like slit her throat, mm. and they left it like that. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And so it has been for the last thirty years of comics, however long. Actually, it isn't, didn't. I think it's been about thirty years since Jack Knight Returns. Didn't uh, Rogers? Passed away a couple of years ago. Marshall Rogers did, yeah, because yeah. they they did that. Um, they united to do that six part Batman the Dark Dark Detective, where Joker would get like on a council mm-hmm. politics and stuff. Mm-hmm. They went like six that way. I think that was his last art, his last. Mm-hmm. That was back in thousand. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've read it, but I'll probably find a copy of it now and mm-hmm. try and read it. That's really all I have to say about that. I just it's just a thing. I mean, I go back and revisit old stuff, and I had a fond memory of that particular storyline. But mm. but I mean, well, reading it and reading on this on the app that I do, I have it set for panel 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 magnification. Oh yeah. So yeah. instead of a whole page, I just have to go and it just goes from panel to panel. Mm-hmm. And some of these some of these you look at the art and you're just like yeah. man, and, you know, I it's, the angles that you remember they did. you remember it being you I mean you see on the, on the, on the, on the page and it's good. But mm-hmm. sometimes when it's really right up there and they magnify on the whole thing, you can see all the detail that the artist has done on. Oh yeah, the yeah. um the panel on the penguin 
issue when they were on the rooftop. Batman and Robin were on the rooftop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... Where it was like this? Yeah. Yeah, that with, was the, very, with the classic Batman yep. and Robin kind of a pose. Mm. But it was a bit more like a slant, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool because that particular issue was a one issue with the with the with the penguin yep. had just enough of the camp that you would expect yep. where it was like you know uh, penguins penguins got a caper yep. what's the penguins caper right, right. You, you can pretty much you can pretty much hear this, this theme uh, batman music in the background yeah, right yeah so it's good and then and then obviously a couple issues later the joker's got a caper mm, but the yeah. joker's caper is is i'm going to Poison all the fish in Gotham, Gotham Bay, so they have a smiley face and right. copyrighted those but fish. They did and have, those fish are all mine. They kind of, <laughs> they kind of tried doing that in the show. They did that in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. One episode in the live action, they would he was putting it in the reservoir. Yeah, but they were able to cut it off or whatever because it was like it was trying to turn all the water into like Joker jelly or whatever. Yeah, and. Seeing it, seeing it in the comics, it like automatically like brings you back to your childhood. Yeah, so I can see where you could really appreciate those, even that that little span of Detective Comics. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I liked them. I liked yeah. them all. Oh, I think that's it. All right. Well, that was quite the episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. If you enjoyed that little segment, stay tuned because we're going to try to do more of them. And uh, I think that'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun then, it's always fun to go back and look at some of the old stories. Yeah. Make a, note, yep. make a notation in the in the show notes again of what what issues those were. But like it was. Uh, it was 471. Yeah. 476. Four, yep. That's it. You got it. Detective Comics. Yeah. DC. Just trying to help you out, buddy. And one thing that I really kind of um, liked about that story when you guys were talking about it was uh, no Nightwing. So I that will do it for us. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Dick Grayson was in it. So no. <laughs> but no Nightwing. It was pre-Nightwing. Instead of the big, instead of showing off his chest, he was showing off his sexy legs. <laughs> Uh, Actually, that- if you had seen, there's a scene in here where where he he's wearing the original Robin costume and he flexes, and you know those little cross stitches that are in, no. in this thing. If you look at pop. if you look at the <laughs> panel, yeah, the he was fighting one of the um monster men. Yeah, it pops there, and it he that guy's hand was like on his chest or whatever. And yeah. I, whether he pulled back or whatever, and that's what ripped. The- so we, got yeah. some, we got some. We got some. We got some Dick Grayson. You, knew, chest you, you learned that. You learned that the the, the t shirt was like a one piece. <laughs> Sexy Robin. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I guess that will do it for us for this episode. Thank you all for listening, and of course, thank you, Dario, once again. Thank you, and thank you, Paul, for joining us this month. Thank you. Thanks it was for nice. Me. It was nice to have you back, and. Um, from all of us to all of you, good night, everybody. And happy New Year. Happy New Year, yes. Be safe and have fun. Happy New Year! If you would like to contact the New England Society of Geeks podcast, you can do so by emailing us at nesogpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at N-E-S-O-G podcast. And you can find us on Instagram 
at NESOGpod. In addition, you can find us on Facebook at our New England Society of Geeks page. And while you're at it, we would really appreciate it if you could give us some ratings or reviews on wherever you listen to us. It would help other people find us and enjoy us as much as you hopefully do. We thank you all for listening. 